Let me sign my waiver. Sign the waiver before, before I, I. We're live. Great. While you're signing that sound. Great. I'm glad that people are seeing me. Neil Brennan signing. As witness, everyone will be a notary. Notary public. I wonder if they can. Li there's a software that can listen to the sound your pen is making and figure out the lines you're drawing. You know, they have um, technology now where when people are speaking in a room with a with a window. They can, can get rid of the window noise? They can No, they can tune into the vibrations of the window from the sound of your voice and pick up everything that's being said in the room. I heard that there's a Netflix, you, because before, I mean, Netflix doesn't give people ratings, but there's a way that you can get, they can gauge reflections off of some weird fucking technology, where, and it's fairly accurate. Reflections off a window? Ref yes. I don't, In someone, like this is secondhand, yeah. Like secondhand, not, it's like, I believe it's mm. sound waves. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. They, what are they monitoring? Jamie's got something. I have no idea. Jamie, we can buy this right now if you want. Jamie. <laughs> long range laser listening device. <laughs> the long range laser listening device, laser microscope, is a highly sophisticated surveillance apparatus that utilizes an invisible infrared laser beam to eavesdrop on a target. <gasps> This is the most effective long-range laser listening device in the world that allows the operator to conduct an undetectable surveillance operation on any targeted From room. From Tony Stark Industries. <laughs> with at least one window at an impressive distance of over 500 meters. That is actually very impressive. That's far. That's far as shit with the laser beam. Fuck. And you can just buy that? I say that's commercially available, and I wonder what is not commercially available. Oh, for that sure, is right out there. Like you remember when there was that story about uh, some weird sound weapon? They think that the Cubans yeah. were using on yeah Americans yeah. that were in Cuba. There's probably a bunch of shit like I've, that. I was reading an article. They can list uh, like submarines have technology. They can listen to basically like fish farting in the ocean if they <laughs> if they wanted to. They can hear sounds that quiet. They can hear oh, anything. Wow. So if, if, if like literally a fish farts, they're like, oh, what was that? What was that? Was that a sub? Nope. It was a fish. Next. <laughs> wow. Like, what was the next sound? Yeah. Good for us <sighs> or I something. I guess. Good for somebody. Good for us, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. The sound thing was funny because it was like people would get sick. Yeah. And they could. And then it, there was also, they did it in China too. There were like, they, at uh, American civil like ng like non-government or like kind of work for the government tangentially or they worked mm -hmm. at the embassy their apartments were above each other two separate people and both of them it was on 60 minutes like not long ago like so they targeted the rooms yeah it's like a dog whistle for people it, yes in essence mm. and it's like well what do you want me to do i guess you just leave i guess it is like a dog whistle where yeah, it's they just, just want like, you to feel like disperse shit. yeah get the fuck out of here oh yeah, there's probably a ton of technology like that that we're not aware of. My friend Mike Swick used to fight in the UFC, and before that, he did a brief, brief spent, uh, stint rather um, in the military. <clears throat> he was doing something, some sort of uh, – it was either Secret Service work or something along those lines. But anyway, he was at the embassy in Russia, and he said that they had found listening devices that were so sophisticated that they were – being powered by the natural sway of the building wow with the wind so the wind they, they didn't need a power source the natural swaying of the building in the wind was powering up this little microphone that was listening in on things and he said they were they were looking at this stuff and they're like we don't know anything like this like this yeah. is completely new stuff and we found it in yeah. this building 
I like. I mean, I don't love, but it's like it's kind of cool. It's cool. Yeah. Like I just don't kill me or mm. us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the hope is we just both. Would they have their thing and we have, and it's just like mutually assured destruction, like an arms race of technology. Because yeah. that's what's going to happen. The amount. Do you use the cloud? Yes. I, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't use it for important stuff. Yeah. But I use it for like my apps. You yeah. Know, my apps are backed up in the cloud. Recordings are backed up in the cloud. Sets. Sets that I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, but notes, there's like photos or video. It's just a bit Not like, much. I don't yeah. know, man. It, it's fucking crazy. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting down to some very strange place with the cloud, with stuff being yeah. just in the air. And, and the amount of trust mm-hmm. it takes... Uh, the presumption that we'll just never run out of energy mm-hmm. and we'll never run out of the ability to tap into the cloud is like, I don't, that seems presumption. I, I'm not even like a doomsday person, but I just feel like it's like the difference between how men dress in public and how women dress, like on a night out, women are wearing heels and guys are dressed in case they have to fight. <laughs> I'm still yeah. like, we will do the thing in the mirror. We're like, ah, yeah. I'll fucking, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> and like, that's how I feel with technology where I'm mm-hmm. like, what do I have a backup plan for this? Even people with like Wi-Fi door locks. I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. Not good. If the Wi-Fi goes out, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. Like, please be careful. I don't, mm. I don't know what the, what the negative scenario is. But even my garage at my place, and I live in like a townhouse thing, and there was a power outage, the gate won't open. And like, there's okay. No, there's no release? There was a fail. There was a release uh, that somebody, a, a better person than I figured out. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, <laughs> like I can't come. I was like, hello, Uber? <laughs> I didn't have a fucking plan, but someone figured out, like, you open a hatch, and then there's a chain, and you got to pull the chain, and uh, it was like, okay, but it wasn't uh, It obvious. wasn't easy. Right. Like, I, you know, it's the doomsday thing. It's like, eh. Well, um, this guy, Graham Hancock, yeah. this guy's been on my show several times, and he was just on recently, and he's one of the main proponents of this theory that something somewhere around 12,800 years ago hit the earth and fucked up everything and probably reset civilization, killed off the vast majority of us. 12,000 years 12, ago. That's not that long ago. Years, not not yeah. that long ago at all. No. It corresponds with the end of the Ice Age. There's a lot of physical evidence for it. And increasingly, we're seeing more and more evidence in terms of um, ancient cultures that existed far before t- uh, 12,800 years ago that they really didn't understand. That They thought people were just hunter-gatherers back then. Now they're finding evidence of things like it's a place called Gobekli Tepe, which is a giant, these huge monolithic structures that are made out of stone, carved like huge columns yeah. that, that don't seem like they were made by hunter-gatherers. It seems like there was probably some sort of a lost civilization, and they know that this all happened some Somewhere around that time, somewhere around 12,000 years ago. So um, it can happen again. And if it does happen again, all our stuff is on digital now, which is even weirder. It's, it's weirder than books, right? We have books, but the vast majority of most of the data that we all keep and share, we share on phones and on computers. Yeah. And we can't read it. We can't read it without com- programs. I don't know the software. first thing about, com- I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know anything about i was i was talking last night like i don't know much about my the different the the level of education women have about their reproductive organs versus men oh yeah like my my balls i know about my balls i know that the medical term is testicles Mm. 
testes. That's about it. You don't Joe. get them hot. If you get them hot. Yeah. Bad. Again, that's like that's like a child's. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not a, And you only know that from like, oh, because I got them hot one time. Right. But I don't know how semen gets to the, uh, the I don't know the name of the two. I don't know right. anything. Girls and that's my body. Right. <laughs> Women know tons. Of, they know fallopian tubes, vulva, cervix, like everything. Um, yeah, guys know prostate cancer. Who? What? My, my asshole? Who? Who? Yeah. Cancer. And not curious. I mean, yeah. like, not like curious in a way of like, ah, let's just hope. Just hope for this. It's yeah. none of my business. Plus, to get checked out, you have to have a finger in your ass, and everybody puts that off. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, women do that once a year. <laughs> Constantly. They're always getting jabbed at and swabbed. Swabbed. Yeah, they get the get pap smear. Yeah. A Oof. smear. Smear's in the title. Yeah. Oof. Ugh. Oof. Jesus. Just every. Imagine if you needed people to come inside you. You needed them to not just not just exchange bodily fluids by kissing. No, they have to squirt something in you to make people. Yeah. So they have to <laughs> it's squirt. An odd. Their poisonous little dirty DNA. Their dirty little fucking infected. It's awfully gross. <laughs> When you, if you get like ten feet away from it, you're like Jesus. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. But why you're in the moment? It seems like the it's thing the to most do. logical. You got to do yeah. it. Can't yeah. not do it. Yeah. Did you? Uh, speaking of that, uh, did you see the thing about Gerard? No. That I don't. If what? you want to bring it up, but he basically came out a little on HBO. Came out a little. Came out a little to his mom. Said I've had uh, sexual experiences with men. Uh oh. Um. And uh, it's uh, it's just like, all right. Was she cool with it? Yeah. She well, was cool good. with it. Huh? Yeah. That, well, that's the thing. When I people are like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't. <clears throat> that sexual preference at this point to me is about as interesting as like your workout. Regime. Like, I just yeah. don't care. Like, what are you doing? There you go. Cool. You know what I care about? Are you funny? Are you funny? And are you cool? Yeah. And oh, and like, perfect. do we have shit to talk about? Right. Great. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I couldn't care less who's what type of hand you like jerking you you know what i mean like i think it's what kind of mouth with some guys who, like tim dillon i think it's an advantage with his act that he's gay yeah because he's so ridiculous and over the top and he's just he's like big fat gay guy yeah <laughs> but uh, he doesn't really talk does he talk about it very yeah, much he'll talk about it sometimes yeah but i mean he does, it's not a big deal to him he treats it the way a guy treats his sexuality like you don't have to go blaring through the streets that you're straight all the time right. if you are i usually assume you're really not right right like, there's yeah. no yeah there's if you're straight, you're straight. Yeah. If you're not, no one fucking cares. In the comedy community, literally no one cares. Yeah, it doesn't. It makes no difference. There's the only thing that bums me out is when guys hide it. It's like, come on. Does it bum you out for them or yes, you? for them. Yeah, it really bums. But having said that, I get, I it. get it. I get it. Like, I, it's a real bummer. It's sad. We know yep. a few yeah. guys that are yep. in the closet. And it's You just feel bad for them. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, man. I... Hope it's not unbearable, right? You know what I mean. Like, like yeah. I, I get while you're why you're in the closet. I get why actors are in the closet, like especially male actors, like because it doesn't serve them to come out. It's not gonna, it's not gonna help them. I think it's the worst thing for them in terms of like getting roles as a heterosexual. Mm-hmm. If you're a known homosexual, mm-hmm. you almost can't get roles as a heterosexual. Yeah, like I remember 
there was some <laughs> who is uh what is that guy's name neil patrick harris, neil patrick harris he yeah. was in something where he played like this arrogant guy who likes girls he was in uh what was it, a show? uh it, no well no he and no he was on to uh how i met your mother yeah yes. and that worked he also played a straight guy in uh gone girl pretty well yeah, was that before or it was after, after he came they out? They both been after. Really? And I was all cuz I su- I was surprised that that's what he played, but like mm. certain people they just I don't know. He, he might be the only guy that can I do agree it. that like he came was, out and yeah. it's not and he's he you buy it somehow. Right. As a romantic lead, you think that it's like it cancels that out. Like if Tom Cruise decided to come out. If Tom Cruise is gay and he decided to come out. Like, that would be a real problem. In terms I, you of know what? I was talking roles. to somebody about this the other day. You know what would be a hilarious movie idea? Uh, gay couple, Tom Cruise and uh, John, Travolta. John Travolta. John Travolta gets kidnapped, and gay Tom Cruise has to save his gay husband, John Travolta. And, but wow. other than that, it's a real action movie. Wow. It's just gay. <laughs> I like it. it. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? I like it. Like just a straight get. If anyone yeah. out there is a screenwriter, that have at it because I'm think, never going to write it. Would that fly? Would people enjoy that? I like if it think, was really good, like John I, Wick style. I think it would. I really think it would. If it was, if the guy just kick. It's not like gay guys are like a feet and if you right. know. I know plenty right. of like rough gay guys that'll whoop your ass. Bears, like, bro. Bears, bro. <laughs> They got they got their own growl. Uh, that's how fucking bad these guys are. Uh, but yeah, I to really, work. it would be fucking so cool. Like, yeah. and you just go, yeah, because that's how I feel with someone like Gerard coming out. I'm like, I don't care. Okay, yeah. I don't. It's never come up. We we've been good friends for a decade. Just never came up. Yeah. Like it, just, he didn't seem that interested in women. But I don't, also don't think he's not interested. He's just maybe. Uh, there's definitely a spectrum, right? And some yeah. people are just, oh, yeah, and that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. I'm also not Matt. Like, if I were on the spectrum, I think I would absolutely do it. Yeah, I'm just not on the spectrum. Like, I. But in You'd terms of to. opportunity, there's a lot of nights a year, Joe. Oh yeah. There's 365 nights a year. Oh yeah, you could. You're dick, not gonna do pussy, the dick, pussy, dick, pussy. Yeah, go back. Well, you go back and forth. Same well, night. Split it up. <laughs> Domer had the best joke about that. He goes. He goes. I. He goes. This is how little I give a fuck. He goes, I wish I was gay just so I could come out. Yeah. He goes, I wish. Yeah. I wish I had a secret like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, not- that's how little I give a fuck. <laughs> it's so mm. true. It's like his joke about I'm gaining weight for a movie. I don't know what the movie is yet, but <laughs> it's a fucking great joke. Um, yeah, but the uh, gay action movie would be fantastic. I like it. I, I do too. I, within a year or two, people would be definitely ready for it. I if it were a legit good action movie, yeah, I think they'd be. If it were Tom Hardy, even if maybe if they were both one of them was straight and one of them was Tom Hardy, and he just plays gay and mm-hmm. and like he it's it's taken right. But, it doesn't have to be two gay guys. It could be even crazier two straight guys who have to make out. Yeah, they could be played by straight guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Then but we're no, now we're talking. Now, now we're really talking. Now you're talking. And now uh, you're talking commitment. Because I was thinking about. Do wimp if Tom Cruise was gay, right? Uh, and he just came out, and there's a movie where he has to save his wife. Mm-hmm. Would women not believe it? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, like so. If you come out, so it's like, all right, so now in the next Mission Impossible, they just kidnap his husband. Yeah, well, for sure, you could do that with lesbians if you had two hot lesbians. Uh, yeah, of course, 100%. Yeah, no, there's n- yeah, zero issue. That would be no problem. 
Uh, <laughs> there'd be no resistance. And that's the difference between a lesbian actress. They can go, a woman who's a lesbian can You know play why straight, that is, I gay, believe. Gay, straight. Because there's a big portion of men who never f- truly believe a lesbian. I have a bit about it. Yeah, yeah. I had a bit about it from one of my old specials. It's like, we believe that you believe you're a lesbian. Yeah, but... but uh, you just ain't got a piece <laughs> of this sweet dick yet. You never spent a Saturday with me at, at uh, fucking Applebee's. I hit you with an Applebee's in the oh. a bar, corner bar. Forget oh. it. The panty dropper. Tequila shots. What do you got? Oh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. It wasn't really an action, though. I no, but if well, it's we don't, that, Do we know worked? for sure that both of those guys are not gay? We do not. We, we assume... A, I mean... Jake Gyllenhaal's straight, and you say so. Heath Ledger, but you saw that movie. How straight? I mean, could come it on, be? man. You saw. He, uh, on, you bro. believed it. <clears throat> Jack no Nicholson one's that is good at acting. Definitely crazy. There's no way he could play crazy. <laughs> that guy's definitely gay. Trust me, I know things. <laughs> I've seen many movies and understand them. <laughs> I know when someone's acting and someone's just yeah, gay. The fucking kid believed yeah, that it. was easy for him. Yeah, no, it would be that, but running around. Yeah, that could happen. That could. I think that could happen. I think we're on the verge of that. It's I nice. would enjoy it. <clears throat> I'm, I'm happy for it because then people stop getting free passes where you're goofy but you're gay, so we let you slide with right. silly behavior. Like, no, 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 no. I want equality. I want yeah. you, me to be able to call you a dunce and not have to worry about being homophobic. Yeah. And no one hears gay dunce right. when you say it. You just go, right. yeah, this guy's a fucking dummy. He's and you're like, hey, 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 hey. dunce. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're homophobic. Yeah. Oh my god! It's, oh my god! Yeah, it's the it. That's how it would go at the comedy cellar. Like, it just like this fucking dunce. That's and what it I hear. Would, it would count. Dude, I hear that the the comedy cellar is like seriously has a social justice warrior infestation. Like, they need to like spray the place. Oh, I don't. I mean, when I've been there, it hasn't been like that. That's I mean, they've been there have been people writing about it. There've been. I mean, it's like the comedy cellar is like the main hub of mm-hmm. culture now it's is it like the main hub of wokeness yeah i mean it but it's also like the the main battlefield of wokeness mm. where it's like louis came and they were protesters uh, and then i couldn't sit at the table and i because it, it's like all right i mean yeah i don't think it's pull your dick out yeah Some exactly girl told louis to pull her dick out and she was a hero i was i was tw- quoting all these tweets uh that were yeah. talking about it and articles that were written hero she was heroic I okay. think that, I think someone sent me a Louis article today. I think there's just fatigue at this point. Yes. I think people are just like, t- like what's he? I don't, yeah, okay. Like, try to find a new Stormy Daniels article. Yeah. Everybody's like, enough. Yeah. Try, we thought it was going to work. It didn't work. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't fuck. give All a right. fuck. He doesn't give <laughs> yeah. a fuck. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> he doesn't work. care. Shit. Dude, Justin Martindale was in, I'll never forget, he's in the fucking hallway of the comedy store as flamboyant as he could ever be. Yep. And he goes, that's our Monica Lewinsky. She's going to take him down. I'm like, good luck. Stormy Daniels? Yeah. I'm like, good luck with that. That ain't going to do shit. Yeah. So what's the worst thing that comes out of this? That he fucked her or that he paid her to keep quiet and she didn't keep quiet? What's the worst thing? Do we think he doesn't fuck? Yeah. It's all different strains. I'm like, we knew he was gross. No (laughs) one cared. The only way that we'll it goes he raises taxes yeah. or then he'll lose his base or you uh raise his taxes on lower middle class people and if he if he like doesn't stand by his abortion stuff. But otherwise all the donors are sticking with him, everyone's sticking with him. What happened yesterday? There was a new abortion ruling. Was it in Alabama? Yes. That, that it's basically outlawed. outlawed. I wow. personally believe it's gonna backfire. 
You think so? Yeah, because I think people – the thing that, that's always been true is Republicans were against uh, abortion, and they would go like – and they never got to repeal it, right? Mm-hmm. right. I think they're going to repeal it, and then people are going to go like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is crazy. If you don't want to get abortions, fine, but you can't uh, change a law based on a lot of times not even a plurality of, of – uh, you know, like in general elections, like in the general presidential election, like it's not even the majority of the country that elects the president now. What? It, who voted? Was this something that the people of Alabama voted? The, on? No, it's the it's the the government, like the the state legislature. That is a slippery slope. Yeah, oh, and it's like you're man. going, you're doing 99 years in jail if you get an if you give an abortion or really? get one. Yeah, that's what it is now. Yeah, and that's Holy what it's gonna. Shit. That's the law that they passed. I just personally believe that I mean I'm obviously hopeful but it's a bit like nah that's too far. It's a bit like when they made Clinton testify and people are like ah that was too that was like the the the, the too too far uh the a line was crossed when yeah. they made Clinton testify about his sex life and it was like mm, we don't like that. We understand that you wanted to rebuke <laughs> the guy but don't make the president. And I feel like I'm hoping and I believe it's true uh that it will be too far afield for moderate people. I hope you're right. And it's just, it's very dangerous when you just decide that no one can do it anymore based on a few people's decision mm-hmm. that is going to affect the millions of people that live in Alabama. How well, actually, also how many abortion laws are odd because it, it, <coughs> the assumption is the reason Christians want to outlaw it is because they think God is going to say, What's with your vote on that? I saw that you voted for abortion. What, like, you want to kill babies? Yeah. So you want to kill babies? Like, well, no, I didn't. I didn't kill any babies. Yeah, but you voted for. It. It's like mm. they don't want to live in a country where that's legal. Having said that, if you Google the worldwide rights of abortion, it's not legal everywhere, which surprised me because I was like, where is it? What is America's? Uh, where do we stand within the rest of the world? And there are. Not a ton of countries, but there's a there's, I think it's illegal in a quarter of the world. Wow, um, if not more. Well, abortion is one of those things where it's like, okay, when does it bother you? It doesn't bother me at all if you're two days pregnant. It doesn't right. bother me at all. It bothers me a little if you're four months pregnant. It bothers me a lot if you're five or six. It bothers me a lot if you look really pregnant and mm-hmm. you get an abortion. It's like what 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 is that? Is that a, a baby that would be viable outside the womb? Because it's one of those, it's it's something that people just have a deep discomfort about when discussing. Even if you're a supporter of it, if you just discuss the actual reality of what it is, what the act is, what this surgical procedure is, and it makes, you know, it it's not... It's, it's not, not like, nothing. That's yeah, the it's thing. Not it's nothing. not nothing. Right, right, like, right. And, and I think that one of the indicators that it's not nothing, and I'm pro... Pro-choice. As I. Yeah, like, um, you're right-wing, Joe. Everybody knows that. Um, Super. So I'm so far right, I go the other way. I'm left. Um, the, Catch uh, on the backside. The, I actually do want to talk about that, uh, the the presumption about you. Um, that, you know, the, one of the indicators is when people talk about even getting an abortion, they, are, they always whisper about it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because Shameful. of the stigma 
or yeah, I think because so. they it's kind of not nothing. Yeah, it's a it's a personal thing too. I don't think they want to discuss it with other folks. But I wouldn't care if you got a, if I got a cyst removed. I mean, if that's the the right, indication, if it's just that. Yeah, if it's just a medical yeah. procedure, and again, pro choice, have at it. Yeah, I'm sure I've never I don't I haven't had any abortions that I know of, um, but I don't. I don't know at what point I'd be like, ah. And these attitudes about it, about the taboo of discussing it, though, it impedes rational discourse. It impedes your ability to c- talk about things and communicate about them. Because you have to have this very rigid opinion that you're always pro-abortion, pro-woman's rights, woman's right to choose, which I am. It is, but we're still th- talking about a real thing. And that real thing is killing a thing that would grow up to be a person and that's why people freak out about it and to pretend it otherwise yeah. is just disingenuous louie was the first one i heard talk about that on stage in a, in a way that was funny we're like if they think they're murdering babies down there yeah i'd protest too yeah if i thought they were if there was a place that i thought <coughs> these people are murdering babies right i'm out there every day yeah I, I, he's like i don't care i personally think they are murdering babies i don't care <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was to this was before to that he got in trouble and yeah. this is one of the things like when like that parkland joke that he did i was like look that's not his best joke but it's also he's working it out he yeah. hasn't done stand-up in 10 fucking months he's working it out but if you say that he's different now we're getting to see the real louis like bitch you better go through his library yeah that's what he did yeah the parkland that's thing was act. like his ninth most offensive joke yeah not even close um, he's he's that's what he does it's yeah. called comedy yeah, they the idea was like, well, but we didn't know he was because you didn't dick. even know him. <laughs> yeah, because you, you didn't, didn't know, know anything. You assume what you <laughs> believed, what he fed, or you you wanted to believe. I actually, yes. th- I have a theory that one of the reasons people like the New York Times and 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 uh, other media outlets got brought the hammer down so hard on him is because they'd heard the rumors and ignored them. So now they have to signal that, like, this mm. is wrong. Because there were rumors before. Right. And they were like, we don't, like, they they ignored them. So now they have to overcompensate. Be That's like, possible. he is absolutely, he's the face of hypocrisy and evil. I was like, okay. Well, he just caught it at the worst time yeah, he, ever exactly. culturally. Yeah. He just, There's that. it's a bad he yeah. had beachfront property during a <laughs> during a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he just is like, yeah, change. some hurricanes you can just, oh, you got the deep stilts. Mm-hmm. Not this one, another, motherfucker. This is a Yeah, fucking like he had fucking. Structure flattener. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around. I was going, oh, my God, this is my cup. <laughs> oh, uh, my cup. Yeah. Uh, here's what I want to talk about with you. The idea, because whenever I tell people we're friends or that I go on your show, they're like, how can you? I'm like, first of all, because you're a fucking good dude and have been a good dude for 27 years that I know of to me. Um, Thank you. It doesn't mean you're always good, but whatever, you're always good dude to me. Every time I say, <laughs> whatever, I don't fucking know your life. I don't know what you do outside of fucking Encino. Uh, the, uh, and now the next question becomes, why do you have cranks on, or what people would consider cranks on the show? And you and I have talked about this a little bit off the show. Explain, because you are basically liberal. Yes. But you believe in having hardcore right wing people on because you like them personally, or you like you believe it's worth some of them. I like personally, some it's worth having a conversation. Like <clears throat> Ben Shapiro was one that I had a long conversation with. He's one of the more controversial guys that I mm-hmm. have on. Where people get upset at me and call me an alt writer, yeah. which meanwhile he's been attacked by the alt right. 
you know, they've, I mean, he wears a yarmulke, for Christ's sake. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not alt-right. He's not a white supremacist by any stretch of the imagination. He was the number one target for anti-Semitic remarks in the entire world he's a in Jew. 2016. Okay. Well, he's, that, there's that. There's definitely that. <laughs> Look at him. He's a Jew. But we had a, a in-depth conversation, a very long one, about gay people. Yeah. Because he's really- I saw a little bit of it where he was yeah. like, he kind of didn't, he kind of got a little lost. Well, yeah, because it doesn't, well- he had two different takes. Here's like David Parkman uh, had a, an interesting take on it. Parkman said that if you look at his explanation, because I asked him a couple things. I'm like, do you really believe that Moses part of the Red Sea? And he said, I would look for a more naturalistic explanation for that. But then when I talked to him about gay people and gay things, he wasn't he interested was absolute. in a naturalistic yeah. explanation. And he also wasn't interested in giving people the ability to do whatever they want. He felt like you're, not, you're supposed to resist that. And his take is that like you, you have an urge to murder people, but you don't do it because you're a good person. And you should do the same thing with being gay. And I was like, wow. That's a crazy. That's crazy mental gymnastics. We so that a, is a natural. He believes the natural occurring thing mm-hmm, that God is testing you with. I mean, I'm I'm putting words yeah, in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think, but essentially, that's his position. His position is that God doesn't want you to do that. It's in the Bible. He doesn't do it. I mean, he he goes hard. Yeah. Like he doesn't use electricity in the Sabbath till the sun goes down. The whole deal. Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of people like you know, you're giving this guy a platform. Like, look, I'm communicating with someone, and I like him as a person. He's a very nice guy. I don't agree with him. At all about that about the gay and stuff, and you believe it's worth giving people a platform. What does that just mean? To, See, well, I not think, platform, but, but like I think that's yeah. a real problem. The, discussing things like that, like <laughs> giving people a platform, yeah. because we're living in this world of deplatforming yeah. people. I think that's inherently dangerous, and I think that just stopping people from their ability to communicate just makes more pressure. On their side. It makes more people that are on the fence support them because they see you as being a censor. And that's what I think we found out with Jack uh, from Twitter, Jack Dorsey, when he came on and talked to me about it. And when he brought Vidj on, who's the lawyer and, you know. Like censoring one is censoring all, it's sort fucking, of. It's not smart. It's it's not good. It, it does the opposite of what you intended to do. It makes the other side magnified. It makes whoever you're censoring more popular. It makes them an underdog. And it also goes against core American values like the freedom of speech. And I know that these are private institutions. And I know that they're not necessarily forced to uphold what we determine as free speech in terms of like how it's written in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I get it. I understand that. But I think that the principles of human interaction on this planet uh, are largely dictated by our ability to discuss things, even if you disagree. I, I actually do talk. agree with you that that the I think like deplatforming and silencing and he's a uh, dangerous. Like, I don't. There are very <laughs> few people that. Well, there's no one that I agree with 100 percent of the time. Right. Including even yourself. Yes. Including yeah. your joke about like you don't agree with yourself. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah. I don't. That's like, real. Yeah, well, that's also, there's something Buddhist about it, which is like, your thoughts are not correct. Right. They're not even your thoughts. They're and just they're like And they're dependent upon noise. your emotions sometimes. Yes. They're dependent upon, upon your stress levels. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just like, you you just don't have it in you. And you're like, stop. Yeah. And other times, the same situation, you'd be super calm and reasonable, and maybe you could turn it around. Yeah, if you've eaten. Yeah. Like, there, I saw a thing yesterday, doctors are worse in the afternoon. Oh, I'm sure. Judges are worse. I've heard surgeries. Before you always lunch. get surgeries in the morning. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So but to the your right point, wing yeah. thing, the right wing thing is just an easy way to dismiss me because you know, I'm not right wing. If you ask me my positions on things, it's very left wing. Yeah. The only thing that I, I vary with the orthodoxy is with the Second Amendment, with gun rights. I don't think it's just that simple. I know a lot of really good people that have guns, and I know I know a lot of really good people that would never shoot anybody that have guns to protect themselves. Yeah. And to label everyone the same is just like labeling everyone who drives a car the same as those incels that drove into people in Montreal or wherever yeah. that was. Was that Toronto? Wherever that was. Yeah. Uh, it's we have a real problem labeling people and labeling people with it's lazy. And it's an attempt to marginalize or dismiss their positions. And, and it also feels good yeah, to sure, do it. Sure. It feels good to like, guess what? Writing them off. I'm superior. I have a very clear moral view. Mm -hmm. I'm taking out one of my moral paintbrushes. Sure. And zoop, you are that. And even if you, it's not a moral position, even if like that Neil Brennan, he's such a left wing cuck. Yeah. He's a this and a that. And boom, and there you go. I yeah. got him in a box. I'm going to put a ribbon on it. Yeah. Rip, ship him off. So you've it's read like, the comments yeah. on the when I'm on the Canceled. show. Canceled. You're canceled, I heard. Yeah. The, the, so uh, I brought up that makeup boy. And um, the makeup boy my daughter's in love with, she watches this makeup boy uh -huh. on YouTube, and now he's been canceled. I understand. Yeah. He lost $3 million, And she's she was telling me, to have an 11-year-old sit down and tell you about a gay makeup artist, and this is the funny part. She goes, well, there was a couple things. Okay. So, there was the thing with, he has... Um, a friend who, and he tells me this woman's name who got him into the business, and then she asked him to promote her hair stuff, but he said no, and he went with another hair stuff, so he totally, totally betrayed her. All right, it's like my 11-year-old's yeah. telling me this, and then, this was the best part, she goes, there was also some talk that, you know, he's gay, and there was boys that were not gay, and he tried to get them to be in a room with him. It's like listening to an eleven-year-old tell me this. Well, shit. by the way, that also could have been how. That's how. That's the tone of the internet, anyway. As an eleven-year-old girl, <laughs> it is. so I you mean, actually heard it, at least it came from an eleven-year-old girl yeah. instead of like so and so's canceled. You you're can read 40. every like. Yeah, no, you're a fucking forty-year-old adult. The why are you talking like a little girl? Yeah. You're on a fuck. You're on BuzzFeed. You're on mm. Fox. Like. It's even the point where the New York Times is going to be doing that. Like, <laughs> it's they're close to it now. I mean, I think that Alabama owns abortion people. Yeah. What it is is the media right now, especially journalism, they're fucking starving for hits. It's yeah. so hard to make money. It's so hard. Yeah. And so they're drowning. Yeah. And so they're trying to grab whatever branches they can. Yeah. If they got to make a good story with a clickbaity title, fuck it. They'll Fine. have that deceptive title. Who gives a shit? Yeah. We're, we got a good story. The story's vetted. Yeah. And even if it's not totally vetted, if it's a little slippery, but they, you can make an amendment later. You know, oh, I'm sorry. We have yeah. a little bit of an apology. We have to make a retraction. Yeah. Nobody reads those goddamn retractions. No. I mean, you should have to have a retract. If you if you fuck up so hardcore that you attribute a crime to someone or you do something like that, I mean, you have yeah. to make it a re retraction. It should be on the front page of your paper and nothing else for a month. Like, yeah. Every, for, that's it. This is your newspaper now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Plank. We don't yeah. get to tell you the news anymore. Yeah, by the because way. Because we fucked this up so yeah. hard that we printed out to millions of people. You don't yeah. get to just put in a little column in the corner. Yeah. We'd like to apologize. We fucked up last month. Also, 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs> also, planes run into the World Trade Center. It's fucking too hard to be a journalist, man. Well, that's what I... This is what uh, another thing I want to talk <sighs> about, which is uh, absolute... Tr meaning, 
if you believe like I, I still believe in like institutional journalists. I believe in New York Times. Times. I believe in Washington Washington Post. Like so, and you use the fact that they wrote about a UFC fight. They just said he was bloody and or the McGregor fight where he's bloody and he wasn't. It was just a bad, very bad description. It was very inaccurate. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, you guys are crazy that the New York Times is allowing this yeah. completely inaccurate description of something that millions of people saw. Yeah. It's so silly. And it makes everybody question everything else you say. And you might think it's trivial because it's just a boxing match, but it's completely inaccurate. Yeah. And completely uh, exaggerating what actually went down. Well, if you've, you've had articles written about you, sure. they fuck up everyone. Everything. Yeah. Every, yeah. Now, having said that, I, we can't dismiss all of journal- like no. there needs to be an absolute uh kind of an absolute truth and that's what i feel like is uh sort of melting in this era of anyone goes like well they said this and that's not true so everything else they say is fucking bullshit right of course which yeah. i think the the trump does a lot and yeah. i think people are all too happy to believe it because they resent institutions they resent these smarty pants motherfuckers which i also get i get the impulse Especially i just don't think like new york times right yeah it's the smartest of the old gray lady yeah um and it's like it just plays on every stereotype like there are so many stereotypes at work that can make you write it off i think we're in a transitionary period that's what i think I think what do you think it gets replaced by them? That's the real problem. The real problem is they they have all their pieces, all the best journalists, right? All the best people are all locked into two ancient systems. One ancient system is print medium. The other ancient system is broadcast medium. Mm-hmm. The broadcast medium, the ancient pro- part of it is it has to go on at a certain time. Tuesdays at 8 p.m., and then you have to sit there and wait for the commercials unless you DVR it, right? Right. So that's inherently flawed. And then the print medium, well, they figured out a way to get it on your laptop and your phone now. So, okay. They've got a little bit of a workaround there, but they have a really hard time getting people to sign up for digital subscriptions. The the, the distribution's not nearly as good as it used to be. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to get people to buy newspapers. But at least they've they've got their foot in the door with clickbait titles. And I think the Times and the Post are, are, are pretty successful online. They're actually doing much better better because of president trump yeah because he talks so much shit about them that people actually said i need to like, support what the new york times what is it <laughs> <laughs> well they needed yeah, to support it, out. it because they're like fuck man this guy's tr- oh, yeah, trying that's to take the down other, the yeah. times it's so yeah. irresponsible he's trying to take that's out what i think might times. happen with abortion where it's like oh yes. wait whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't so. even want to get it but if you if this is where you motherfuckers were headed because they were being held back. It was like, motherfucker, I'll fuck you up. And then they got free, and now they're beating the shit out of abortion. People are like, whoa. Accidental pregnancies are the real problem. It's not even, I mean, obviously abortion is a solution, right? If you yeah. have to, if you want to do it. But if the accidental pregnancy is the real fucking problem, like, it should be. It's, it's one of the things that I, I talked about with uh, Jesse Itzel, who was on the other day. We were talking about genetic engineering. So, like, they're going to eventually one day move away from sex for procreation. And sex is just going to be for fun. It's just going to be people bonding and enjoying each other's right. bodies. That's not going to be how we procreate. We're going to we're going to procreate through some you, sort you, of you like a girl and you make process. a call. <laughs> well, it, it'll certainly drastically reduce the amount of people that have kids. You know. But what? Do you, so does everyone? Do you freeze your eggs and like we know. give sperm? I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they're going to do it. I mean, I, I think there's also the problem that the the baby supposedly bonds inside the mother's body. 
Like to have a baby grow up in some sort of a fucking weird electronic womb and then you make that kid a fucking sociopath. Right. He has no connection to people when he's born. doesn't give a fuck. Just but it'll wants be, to yeah. survive. I mean, there was that test tube baby thing, which I think started before me. But I remember I that being an insult. They put the bo- the baby in the body, it, yeah. though. They, they put the embryos in the person's body. And there then, is the thing of uh, surrogates. Yes. So they, who do they bond with? That's a weird one, man. Like... That's that's the Kim Kardashian way now, right? Yeah. She's having a bunch of babies with surrogates. Like, you know, you show up for the wedding or the, you show up for the birth in a fucking tight skirt and like, yay, my baby's yeah. being born today. Like, what? What? You're, you have your clothes on. Yeah. What is happening here? Yeah. It's like, no, she's, I got to hire somebody. My friend <laughs> I got a girl on that. it. My friend actually did that. He's gay and he and his husband, um, they, they mix their sperm and they shot it in are these, a turkey baste or something into mm-hmm. some gal. I don't know mm-hmm. how to do it. Something. I might you be making f- this You don't up. follow science too tight. Anyway, she got pregnant. Their surrogate got pregnant, had the baby and decided to keep it. Decided uh, she couldn't part with it and it's their baby. So it's their DNA and mixed with hers and she decided to keep it and uh, she got away with it. Um, did they sue her or they I just were know. like no I don't know I didn't want to push they were very Joe, upset and then they wound up getting another surrogate and then having a child and everything worked out it was quite a while ago Yeah, but uh, they were really bummed out man I mean they were ready to be parents but then you know some people say well they were never going to be parents in the first place because they're gay and they didn't even have sex with her right <laughs> but, it's, but it is their baby right it's their DNA that made yeah. that it's not they didn't adopt a child right they chose to have a surrogate so <sighs> yeah no it's complicated and it's getting yeah. well that's the thing of like it feels like the level of danger and difficulty in the world is just getting steeper mm-hmm. by the day we're like wait yeah. what and then there's always global warming and you're like oh fuck ah! fuck did you see a fucking the science guy bill nye going crazy screaming well, he was on Oliver or or yeah he, the planet's on fucking fire and yeah it's getting a little silly yeah i know like bro we're all right go to antarctica <laughs> Plants on fire, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I saw a thing that Antarctica was like 84 degrees. Oh, my God. It's on fire. I mean, yeah. Is it I, really? Do you really see something that said yeah. Antarctica was 84 uh, degrees? Yeah, something in the Arctic Circle is 84 degrees like what three days ago. fuck is that? What it's gonna be a. It's going to be... Do you ever think about like... Global warming? Re, but really what it will look like. Like yeah. in 70 years, what it will do to the earth. Like, and I'm not talking about just... Miami's gone or any that's like incredibly like crazy to think about it's like unfathomable those Miami people they're gonna move other places and ruin them (laughs) that's probably the biggest that's my biggest worry (laughs) everywhere he goes gonna be Lamborghinis dudes yelling at girls in Spanish eating outside (laughs) everyone's fucking eating outside but like would you fucking get indoors you maniac a lot of salsa I love going there salsa in like North Carolina like get the fuck out of here salsa (laughs) dancing get the fuck out of here with the fucking um that's a good bit. They're uh, they're like another country that's attached to Florida. Yeah, it's like Europe. It's yeah. I always say yeah. it's like people. You see like Italian people like in Beverly Hills or Miami, and and I always say to my friend, those are people that were too douchey for Italy. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, we, we got to take it to the next to douchey level, <laughs> Miami, and then they go deep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, but, but you think about like, chaos, like not like 28 days later, but like, yeah. you know, like huge, like scary, fucking scary, especially yeah. cause we're going to be near dead and 
no disrespect, you're not going to be in the same shape you're in now. Mm. And you're not, you do, I mean, people may give you respect, mm. and, but like, it's going to be fucking gonna be scary. Ugly. We're going to have to move to the mountains. Where would you move? The shit hit the fan. <sighs> Somebody, Sam, uh, who's, what's Callan's friend, Sam Fighter's Mind? Sam Cedar? No, no, Sam, um, the Fighter's oh, Mind, God he wrote. damn it. How can I not remember his name? Yeah. Um, Hold on a second. I'll, I'll tell you real quick. This is going to be worth it, guys. Listeners, this is... Sam Sheridan. This, Sam Sheridan, that's right. Sam, Sam Sheridan. Um, Thank you. Told me 10 years ago, and it stuck with me, go to the marina. Because I live in Venice. Mm -hmm. He's like, go to the marina and basically just get... Basically, you got to pay to get on a boat or just be like, I will be... I, the hard part is, how do I qualify to like, I can help you. Right, right. Because like, I get seasick. Here's what I have going for me. Why, seasick, why queasy. Because you just get away. You mm. get away from... From L.A.? Anyone, you get away from, uh, in L.A.'s case, millions and millions of people. And you can, if there's a attacker, you can see them. You assume that they're not going to be like, you know, SEAL teams oh, coming Jesus. onto your boat. Attackers. Well, I know, but that's what I mean. Like, how crazy... Could it get? Yeah. You got to go to Alaska. That's How do you get there? It's a good call. How do you? Can you drive? Airport's closed. Airport. I mean, I mean uh, or like it's connected, right? You could drive. Right? You could technically drive. Yeah, technically. But, they cut off that road all the time in like the Napa Valley because the, the landslide will shut oh, off the road. Like, if that happens, yeah. Good luck. Where the fuck are you gonna go? Then you're fucked. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Good luck. It's yeah. like Burr's got the helicopter, but he's it's he's got to go to get it. Yeah. That's his escape. Uh, yeah, he had a great bit about that. It's black yeah. and white special. Yeah. The yeah, I would move north. I'd probably move somewhere that was, uh, if I could just go to a place, if I knew I just had to get to a place, I would go to a place that is sustainable. Like uh, whether it's Alaska or Minnesota or Michigan, somewhere where there's a lot of animals and there's wildlife and you have you have cold, you have water. You have a lot, like cold is better than heat because cold, you can make a fire. Like if you have shelter and you can make a fire in the cold, you can live. I in have heat, a, a, a counter argument, which is I don't, I, the cold kills more people than heat. Sure I'm, it does. Like every year, it yeah. does. But that's just because, you know, people are unprepared for it. You can prepare for cold with clothing. You can't really prepare for heat with clothing. With heat, you need air conditioning and you need water. Those are two things that are critical. Or at least shade. Yeah, you need something. If you live in, like, there's people that have lived in very cold climates, as long as they have a good house and they have a good supply of wood, they're fine. If you live in the desert, man, you're kind of fucked. You're kind of fucked if the power goes out. You don't yeah. really have anything to keep you cool. You have to stay in the shade and stay indoors, but it's not good enough when it's 110 degrees inside and it's 120. If you're hydrated, outside. though, I don't yeah. think you will just die from ex from heat exposure. No, you won't, but you're not going to find a lot of water. One of the problems with global warming is going to be that things like lakes, lakes and streams are going to, there's going to be less. There's going to yeah. be less water. There's going to be less dribbling down through the creeks. Creeks are going to dry up. Streams will dry up. You're going to have a hard time getting water if you're in a desert environment. If but, you have, by, by the same token, if you have enough water, you have as much water as you have wood. Obviously, the, it's not a one-to-one -one analogy because you mm -hmm. can go get more wood easily. Yeah. But if you had a shitload of water, right? Yeah. If you just had like, I, I hear your thought about getting cold, but 
I don't know if I had shade. I guess you don't. I guess with cold, you don't have to have electricity. You don't have to have electricity with cold, and also you have more of an opportunity to find animals. You'll find more animals in cold climates, and you're going to find more delicious hot animals for yeah. sure. Yeah, more things to eat, but you might you could still easily starve to death. Like the idea that it's easy to go out there and and shoot a bunch of animals and eat them all the time, like. Not most places. Most places you don't have an abundant enough su- supply of wildlife. You You're know? also a guy who does archery. So like, yeah, I know how. Like to, you have I skills would, for this, and for I would this. still be panicked. I'd be like, "Fuck, this is not good." If I had to feed my family with a bow and arrow, first of all, I'd say, "Okay, how many arrows do I have?" I would have to make sure that I have enough arrows. I mean, you, uh, you have to practice too. Archery is not yeah. something like a rifle. If I have a hundred rounds i can kill a hundred things i don't really need to practice that much if my rifle's on off i can i have good trigger discipline i'll pull through the shot i'll, I'll try not to flinch and i'm not going to take literally the unrig- two of those three things i have no fucking idea what you're talking about shooting you don't want to anticipate right you want to anticipate uh, i go uh. you don't want to flinch when the trigger <laughs> goes off so a lot of guys like tim uh kennedy who's a friend of mine who's uh one of the baddest motherfuckers in the world, he'll practice with dummy rounds. So he has regular bullets and then four bullets are just not real bullets. So it's like bang, 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 click. And then he has to get rid of that, that bullet. But he, at least he knows if he was flinching. Because if you're flinching, you'll see this movement where there's right. no, no gun goes off, the bullet doesn't go off, but you make that weird move because you're anticipating right. the shot. And that's the way yes. to train yourself out of it? Yeah, you have to do something like that. You have to have what's called trigger discipline. Well, first of all, trigger discipline means don't put your finger on the trigger, but also the way you squeeze. You got to just squeeze, 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 and let the, the shot go off by surprise and not react to it. It's the same thing with a bow and arrow. You have to have a surprise shot. You want you want it to just you want to concentrate on the target, zone it in, and which feels like you kind of can't even be there. Meaning, like you just have to be like, I'm doing a thing. Yep. Like yeah. you can't think about the release. Mm-hmm. You have to just think about the target. That's very astute of you. There's actually courses. There's a guy named uh, Joel Turner who has this whole course called uh, Shot IQ. He's a he teaches um, um, first responders like SWAT teams and shit yeah. about trigger discipline and about h- how to how to shoot properly under pressure. And uh, he works with people with archery for this with the same thing because it's a, it's a psychological thing. To be able to, but my point is, with a bow and arrow, you're kind of fucked. You you need a lot of goddamn arrows. You need to make sure that bow is going to stay okay. With a an rifle, animal too, yeah. like like a deer. What mm-hmm. deer deer or bear would be like the most edible thing? Yeah, you want a bear. If you have a bear, you could eat that motherfucker for a long time, and you could take that fat and you could render the fat down, and use it for cooking, and use it for, you know, you could do do a lot of things with it. And that meat is a lot of meat. Anything big, you want a big animal because you want to be able to dry it out, make jerky. You want to have something that's going to sustain you for a few days or weeks until you find another animal. You're going to want to dig a hole in the ground to make some sort of cold storage. You want to get below like the frost line. Yeah, because you got to you got to protect it from other yeah. bears. Yeah, you got you're going to have to do a lot of things, and you're probably not going to make enough food. It sounds hard. It's the hardest. Yeah, uh, every time I go on a hunting trip. I always think, like, imagine if this is the only way I could get food. Yeah. It's so goddamn hard to f- get close to an animal. It's so hard. 
Yeah. People see videos of it, like on YouTube, and there's the deer, and you draw your bow back, and you hit it in the heart, and the deer's down, and everybody celebrates. What you don't see is days and days of hiking all day long. Just go If you could watch from a live stream of the moment a hunt starts to the moment you're successful, and you just sat through the whole thing like it's a fucking Games of Thrones marathon, then you would understand it. But even then, you wouldn't really, because you wouldn't be out there in the cold, exhausted, yeah. hiking uphill, going thousands of feet up and down at elevation, yeah. and then the wind shifts and the deer smells you and it darts off. You're like, fuck! <laughs> it's hard, man. It's like tedious. And to survive off of that, see, I'm doing it for my own food, but if I don't get a deer, I'm going to live. I'll go to a restaurant. If you're, if your only option is deer that you catch and kill and find, and, and your shoot. daughter's sick, oh my god, and you gotta fucking catch a deer. <sighs> that's, um, when you, that's when you wonder, you know, you wonder how am I gonna, am I gonna watch them starve to death? That must have been really exciting for Native Americans or just <sighs> any ancient people of just like getting, like, ki- like you know, I think we could kill a buffalo. Yeah. Right? If we all like, we all have to be fat. Like we all have to team up, and that's why humans have survived. But like, it must have been so fucking like a celebration, like an oh, Ewok yeah. celebration. You know what's crazy? To this day, there are these areas where they find a lot of arrowheads mm-hmm. because they would drive these buffalo off cliffs. Yeah. How fucking nuts is that? Like they yeah. know the spots where they would drive them off cliffs and fall down. And sometimes the bodies would decay because they didn't eat all of it. They couldn't. Right. A hundred buffalo fly off yeah. a cliff. There's only a thousand Native Americans yeah. in this spot. What the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to eat as much How as they gonna can. How are we going to get rid of this meat? But the rotten ones literally exploded and caused a forest fire in one area. They think a forest fire was caused by a rotting pile of buffalo that eventually exploded. Like a whale explosion? Yeah, kind of like thing? that kind of deal. Google that. Make sure that's not horseshit because it sounds like a lie coming out of my mouth. They believe that a rotting pile of bison was responsible for starting a fire. Yeah, because that's how they because they found like all this charred like stuff, and they're like they were trying to piece it together. If I remember the story properly, and I think they were like, this might have happened because the bodies rotted so much they exploded, and it started to fuck. Because it's like you have the gases from all this rotting tissue. Like you know, whales explode on the beach; they splatter on yeah. people. Yeah, fantastic. So they're trying to take this to a next level. Like how much heat would be generated by all this bacteria? Like what kind of explosion could this make? Yeah, and also, why would the explosion? Is it a spark? Yeah, do you know what, what I mean? Yeah, like, what caused? I would assume it's gooey, methane gases and rotten gases. Yeah, the, like there would have to be some, something to ignite it. You know those little um, uh, arrowheads they find. You're supposed to leave them in a lot of places. If you find them, you're supposed to leave them there. Just for like luck or something. For you go fuck yourself. I ain't leaving shit. Oh if I find yeah, an arrowhead. Like oh, you have to leave it. It's I know quite, where it's going. It's uh, fucking going up there. Yeah, where is it going? Like where is it? if yeah. I leave it, someone else is going to pick it up. I'm yeah, picking you think, it up. Yeah, a good have a good you person pick it up. You have to leave it. You have to leave it here. No, no, no. You can't have it. Is that Mark. like the parks commission or Native? I don't Americans? know. When I was hunting in Nevada, they said that if you found an arrowhead, you had to leave it there. I was like, huh. okay. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I haven't talked to you about? What the, uh, doing these big. Venues. Oh, arenas. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. How do you like it? It's fun, man. San Diego was a lot of fun. It's um, it's strange, though. It's a lot of goddamn people. Does it feel like disconnected? No. 
No, it didn't, surprisingly. San Diego's interesting. Like, the people that were in the front, they were right there, man. It was How like many a is store. it? It's 7,000? No, San Diego was 12-something, almost 13. Thousand. Close to 13,000, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And it was Ooh. in the round? Yeah, that was weird, too. And did you have a plan? Nope. <laughs> but you know, because like, I do did you feel? I guess sets. you can't really think about. You can't worry about the people that are behind you. You can't. You got Well, they have giant screens everywhere, right. so you, everybody got to see you. Um, I I definitely was aware of the magnitude of the show, and I did a lot of sets that week. I did like eight, nine sets yeah. that week before I did it. Like the funny thing sets. was, I didn't understand. I was like. How is he not selling this out? And then I saw a big event. He was like, oh, it's a fucking arena. Yeah. I was like, I thought Joe was as popular as he's ever been. And then I'm like, why is this guy posting so much? And then I'm like, oh, because it's a he's Giant doing a stadium. Place. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get that last last thousand. <laughs> I know. And you're still, at, yeah. you can't, the, I don't know if it's the human mind or like the competitive comedy mind, but like. Can't leave it alone. You want that fucking thousand. Yeah, like You want to hear sold out. Yeah. Like, doesn't yeah. like, yeah, but you don't want to go, saw Joe Rogan, 12,000 people. Yeah, but what's it hold? Like, 12, nine. Yeah. Oh, what well, a pussy. You can't even get 900 more people yeah. like you, bro. And you would kind, not you would think it's a failure, but you would always be like, yeah. Josh Wolf showed me a picture once of him on stage open enough for Larry the Cable Guide in front of 50,000. Jesus. He did a football stadium. <laughs> Jesus. Get her done. Well, that's what Kevin Hart does. Those big. Oh, I mean, uh, he did his uh, one of his Netflix specials. Yeah, like, like forty nine thousand people. Yeah, something fucking insane. If I mean that, I wouldn't want to see that. Show. I that's wouldn't want to go to that weird third balcony. Like, what do you even? I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess it, people like communal experiences like that. Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, but like, when a venue's fifty thousand, you're just far away. Yeah. But I guess but if you like the screens and everyone's in there together, it's you've created a culture. So people go to be a part of the culture. Kevin's created a culture. Larry, the cable guy created a culture. So people go. It's like to be around their brothers and sisters. Kind of. Whoa. Kind of. That's I mean, heavy. straight up, though. Like, I, Not like it's even intentional. That's the thing I like about podcasting as a successful medium and your podcast in particular is like. The shit you're you're into comedy, you're into fucking weed, you're into UFOs and the unexplained, you're into government conspiracies, you're into uh, gender issues, you're you're legitimately into all this stuff, and you created a tent where everybody feels like welcome, like hey, it's going to talk about the thing that I've got. Like you're interested in a lot of shit. Genuinely, you're not going. I'm only interested in comedy or or more niche about it you just like this shit you're into you're into yeah. inventions and fire and guns and hunting you're just into a bunch of shit legitimately and you express it and people love it well that's the difference between actually being into shit and talking about the things you're into versus talking about the things you think will be popular right yeah, yeah. you kind of you can't you can't do that for I guess you. I can't think of anyone. Probably could, but you would get off the top of your off the top of my head who that would be. But. It would be obvious that you weren't really tuned in. You wouldn't be really interested in it. You're not. You. You, you wouldn't be as enthusiastic. Yeah. No way. And yeah. you are genuinely. You only have on people that you genuinely like yeah. or are genuinely interested in, and doesn't matter if they're famous, not famous, like whatever, it's controversial, not controversial, like 
it's just shit that you're into. You're expressing. It's the the another reason why I like podcasts. It's like watching someone exist. Yeah, and it's right? like an expression of your subconscious or your your brain. Like it's like the typical day in your brain of just like I like this, and then I go over here, and then I go there, and you and you've been able to like do it in a way, which is why it's so popular. It's like it is popular, but it's not even the right word. It's like resonant with people. Yeah, I think. For a long time, people have been doing shows where the show was produced and there's a bunch of people behind the scenes and whatever that person is, it, it's it's almost more difficult for them to get their personality to shine through all that shit. But if it's just stuff that you're really interested in, yeah. then people got to And a it's also people sense. you like and then Segura yeah. takes off yep. and Bert takes off and yeah. uh, who, who am I forgetting? The Joey takes off. I didn't know how long you'd been friends with Joey. Joey like and I have been friends for 23 years. Yeah. Theo, like guys that yeah. you just genuinely like, like that they're just kind of like, even the, 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 like the Sober October thing or like, it's, you know, the numbers are massive. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's, it's like a show. It's like a, I know it's, everybody's a character. And it's like an old radio play. Like, here comes fucking Burt Kreischer. He think he's got something called the Mickey Mantle Gene. What the hell is the Mickey Mantle Gene? Mickey Mantle. Like, everybody's got, like, it's set up. And it's it's not, like, it's sloppy in a fun way. Yeah. And uh, and it's cool. And you get to reap all the reward. All the guys that are responsible for the... Because the other thing is, so many times... This is the first time, like, in, in certainly in media history, where guys are in charge of their own everything yeah like that's true you own the label i mean there's not even a label it's just my thing their artists tried like the beatles had a record label and they would bring people on and then they would it, they it always got fucked up mm. every single time and this i feel like is the first time where it's like segura's got like you know his umbrella now he's got like his uh, he's got his spinoffs and uh it's fucking excellent. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing time. excellent. It's so great. I was talking to a, a guy who used to be in charge at, at uh, Viacom, and we were talking about, you know, when they when people do shows now, like you know, they'll pay uh, Kenny Barris, or they'll pay Shonda Rhimes, or they'll pay Dave, Ellen, Chris, all these guys, like twenty million. The writers get a hundred. Buddy, my Mike sure created. Good place and um, Parks and Rec, and he's getting twenty five million a year for the next five years. Jesus yeah, like, <laughs> and his shows aren't Woo. hits. His heart, his shows are picked up and successful, but they're not like Cheers, right? Wow. Um, and I said to Doug Herzog, the guy from Viking, I go, "How much were you fucking guys making before? What were these? What were these companies making twenty years ago? Like, what was ABC making twenty years ago?" That they and they even Seinfeld said that he he's like I was the first one to get a hundred uh, uh, million an episode, and I go which is a pittance compared to what they could have paid you, and he's like I know that now, but back then a million dollars an hour, what? <laughs> what are you even gonna do with it? And now it's like what are they gonna do with it? Right. What the fuck are they were making? They were making a hundred million an episode, but because it's a logo and a corporation, you go well. That's what a corporation's supposed to make: hundred million dollars an episode. Meanwhile, if a guy makes a million, you're like, what are you gonna? It's like this unfathomable thing. 
It's like where they get mad at basketball players and not the owners of the teams. Yeah, and it's also that distribution model of like putting something on a network. It's there's so much fat. There's so many people. There's yeah. so many things that you have to pay. Yep. There's so much, so many different places the money goes. It's almost like you have to make a hundred million dollars an episode for everybody to make out. Yeah, but also no, they don't. But also, no. they're still taking ninety. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, even with all the revenues, uh, yeah. with all like the 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 uh, all the miles they got to feed, it's still like a huge profit. But as a writer, don't you think that like investing your time and effort into a sitcom today, it's like woof, good luck with that. I don't, dude. I like. I just started. To, I we used to do the podcast. Me and Moshe did this podcast called The Champs. It was great, and. uh and now I just started one like a month ago called How Neil Feel. Look for it in your local things. Um, How Neil Feel? How Neil Feel. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> Got a theme song everything. It's very I like stupid. It. Um, but it was, I was like, why am I trying? I did a, a pilot like a year ago for a network and they gave me notes and I was like, oh, I forgot about notes. <sighs> I forgot that they were going to give me notes. Like, ugh. <sighs> like, I don't. Just let me, that was always the thing that me and Dave got to with Comedy Central, and they finally left us alone after like six episodes, where I was like, let us show it to the audience, and let them decide, we don't want to bomb, we want to bomb less than you guys do, trust me, (laughs) trust me, you've never met two people who want to bomb less than me and him, and so they'd be like, well, we don't, and they're like, let's show it to the crowd, if they like it, then great. And if they don't, then and we they, they we did this real world sketch, and they didn't. They were like, we just think it's a bunch of unfunny scenes back to back, and we were like, let's just show it to the crowd. And then we showed it killed, and they were like, all right, we don't know what we're talking about. They literally said, we don't know what we're talking about. So do whatever it's a you want. A bunch of unfunny I know. scenes. What a fucking god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those people. But but that's the. I get that they feel like they have to do something. Yeah. But we're with. Comedians are willing to like all our skins in the game. It's all our, it's all of our it's our hide every time. So why do you feel the need to like correct us? Or I don't mind if a if like a executive is like the first audience. Do you know what I mean? Or like hey, your yeah. shirt's fucked. Up. Whatever. Like like a minor stuff. But it's like material wise, most of you are not good at divining what's special about somebody or what's an innovative segment or you know what I mean like they don't even think about that they're just they're ambitious people who are just like working their way up a thing and they're like is it my turn yet right I get to fucking I get to put my stamp on it now yeah yeah Um, they want to add something even if it's irrelevant like I had a joke when we were doing half-baked and then going two for two with Dave but uh we're doing half-baked and I said to Dave I go we should do a thing at the end where um we should just say hey let us do whatever we want and at the end, we'll pass a hat around, and you guys can take credit for something. Because <laughs> ultimately, that's what you want. You want to be able to take credit for something. Right. Well, don't fucking make us do it. I know you just want credit. That's all you want. You just want to feel good about yourself. You want to yeah. feel like, I contributed to this thing. But let us just let us do the thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're like you, who's just been, how long have you been doing the podcast? Almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, It'll be 10 years in December. You're going to do a big network show about it? I'm kidding. Network yeah, I'm anniversary special? Yeah, AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I've been thinking about taking over an AM radio station for the day. That's so funny. That would be really fucking funny. Um, the, uh, I wonder if they'd let me. But even like in when we used to do it in your house. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, dude, that was a long time ago. You were on, you were on an episode at least seven years ago. Yeah. 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 I did two in your house. <laughs> that was back the kids would be in the background yelling at each other and shit here in the hallway yeah. when they were little. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, 114. Wow. Episode 114. So that, how many, that's two years, year and a half in? Yeah, probably. What is episode now? This what? is uh, 1297, 1298. That was 98? No, this is number 1298. Oh. No, I was like, what is that? It was 98. It's Podcast is 1100 episodes ago. 1100 episodes ago. Yeah, and it's look from, look, look at me, you. I did Fauxhawk. Look at you, you beautiful bastard. Look at <laughs> Fauxhawk, 80% nose. That was before I realized I should put a uh, uh, beard on. Wear a little beard, wear a little yeah. scruff. Um, Podcasts are a very, very strange thing, man. It's, it's just this. Th- no one saw this coming, and everyone can start one. But Anyone I don't do even it. think you saw it coming. Do you know what I mean? No, like I, I saw don't. You like, didn't see this. Yeah, like, like presidential candidates are on my fucking yeah. show. Yeah, Telsey Gabbard on yesterday. Yeah, running for I, president. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but yeah, she I wanted to talk about real issues that affect the world. I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, weird yeah and i'm sure do you feel i mean you kind of can't change your ethos you can't be like i'm a role model <laughs> and i need to no no it's not no 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 i'm uh, just gonna be me you know and the world's gonna be weirder but it's just me but it's also the thing of like when you're in these like development tv movie worlds and you're like just let me talk right. <laughs> just fucking let me <laughs> Like, I promise it'll be interesting. Like, it won't all be interesting, but it'll be... Interesting enough. It'll be interesting enough, often enough, Yeah. that just let me talk. Well, I couldn't imagine giving up that reins to someone now. Like, if uh, all of a sudden we brought in some sort of a producer or a network that's like, look, we're going to take this podcast yeah. to the next level, but you got to listen to me, Joe. Yeah, you Joe. Wear a nice things. shirt. That episode you did with Elon Musk, you know, one of the great reasons that that show was very successful is the way you were dressed. Yeah. I know you don't like to hear this. We tested it. Yeah, we tested and, uh, it. And it had nothing to do with him being weird and smoking weed <laughs> and having a fucking, having you a, a nice flamethrower. shirt. You wore a nice shirt. Is there, I mean, is there even, a, there's, you could never decide, you could never test like whether a podcast is going to be successful, you could never. You, no, you couldn't organize it. No, because it's all it's all uh, word of mouth. It's just weird. Fucking, they like it. They like, like real, it. Co- like a conversation like this with yes. you and I, we're actual real friends. Yeah. So when we talk, it's very evident. We have chemistry. Yeah. What what's known know as a other. chemistry? Yes. We like each other. Yeah, that's right. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so not people like, get so what to else? Right. Like, so, so it uh, says here. are you enjoying your time here yeah. on this earth? Well, that's the thing. Doing, so doing this, and I told, I remember telling somebody, like, it's like doing The Tonight Show in 78. <laughs> in, in terms of, like, I was in Singapore and a guy came to the show who saw me on that. Like, every, it's this, you can't, it's not even worth knowing if you're you. It's like, fucking, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just show up and talk. <laughs> but uh, I can't pay attention to that. Yeah. It'll but, be paralyzing. Yeah. But the, uh, so I'm like, the funny thing is when you do TV, when you do something that's going to be seen or heard by this many people like a TV show, if I do Seth or The Daily Show, like I prep this, I'm like, fucking, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, we talk about like so many times I'll run into you at the store and we basically have like a 10 minute podcast in the hallway. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. start, and you'll say, have you seen this? Yeah. Like, you pull me aside, like, have you ever heard about ketamine? Yeah. I'm like, what? And then yeah. all of a sudden, you're telling me you're taking ketamine yeah. sessions. But, and, and that's the yeah. the thing. It's, there's no, 
there you can't prep and it would be odd you couldn't explain it to people 10 years ago like it'll just be people sitting just and talking. talking now the 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 comedians are by nature pretty entertaining at the least good pretty ones. talkative yeah. yeah at least pretty yeah. talkative and at 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 uh and on the high end entertaining and funny Ari so, had the worst advice he's like you got to edit it doing it for an hour just do it one hour and edit it yeah like all right now no how, do you hours. know uh when people turn it off or anything nope um i know that the average time that someone watches on youtube we know that which is like what 35 minutes or so 35 minutes yeah. on youtube which is a lot yeah so that's it because the average is like 15 seconds like yeah the what's a normal average on yeah, youtube like three or four minutes yeah for, like for everyone that watches for 10 seconds there's someone that watches for an hour and a half or three hours mm. or whatever. So, so the average would be out, like yeah. three or four minutes for a normal yeah. channel yeah yeah well you know the difference between something on youtube and something that's a podcast that you're listening to though i think the the people that are listening are i don't want to say this i'm not i don't know if it's really true but they might be more invested in like because they're subscribing to it and they're listening to it in their car on the way to work they're listening to it a lot of times when they're at the gym people on youtube can flip they yes. can just decide to go to the next so what's this and that and then they get you don't get taken down a rabbit hole with podcasts yeah. with audio podcasts you just listen yeah you to listen them to the whole thing or you, you go to your to one of your other yeah whereas youtube like you could stumble upon this accidentally right now someone might be stumbling upon this yeah. very video right now on youtube yeah. welcome Welcome, welcome, face. friend. Yeah, uh, the same for you, bitch. Uh, uh, <laughs> the other thing you forget is how much people fucking drive. Yeah, where they're like, I'm in my car four hours a day. You're like, what? what? Why? And they're like, and and you are their friend. Yeah, that's weird. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're there, whether you, it's like you don't know them, but you, they really like you, and they feel like they have a connection with you. Yeah, and all the other people that like you and Theo and Delia, whoever's here, you know, people that yeah. come in. Yeah, then, then those people become characters in their, their yeah. little world play as well. Yeah, like you'll see it in the comments of like, this fucking skinny fuck is, like literally <laughs> like this skinny fuck read, is bad. Do you read the comments? No, well the last time I did it, the comments were so bad <laughs> that I didn't even, you were you texted me. I was like, boy, they must be very bad. Because you were like, we, mu we did something right or something. I was like, well, they must be awful. And then... Uh, uh, I didn't because I, I know what they're gonna say. It's like, right. what do you think? I'm dumb. I'm not a dumb. You gotta say whatever you think of me. I'm not dumb, right? So I disagree with you politically. All right, I don't. You know, like I don't. I don't. See, that's one of the reasons why I bring people on that I don't agree with. I think it's important to have conversations with people, whether on the left or the right, that you don't agree with, just to find out who they are and what they think. Yeah, and just to have discussions. It's also with like people. testing your own feelings about 100%. it like just like okay no that's yeah. that's all right i still feel having heard arguably their best argument or a very cogent argument yeah. for their side and you go yep i think that i think the the thing that is lost in our in one of the things that's lost in the world now is um it, because of i partially because of the internet or blog or whatever where you have to be a hundred percent in every belief and it's like i'm not a hundred percent in any belief no like yeah. i'm like i there are some beliefs where i say i'm 50 that i'm 51 percent and but that still wins 51 percent is still the thing i tell yeah. you yeah. where people can't believe 
you either got to be a hundred percent or zero. You're a cuck or you're a <laughs> fucking stud. Yeah. Like, uh, and there's no like, yeah, well, abortion's a perfect example where we're mm-hmm. both like, I'm for it, but, but yeah. it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Or it's pretty, it's a severe thing. Or whatever the butt, and you're not allowed to have a butt anymore. You right. can't, you just can't go, I have a measured point of view, and it's, I took the vote in my head, and it's 70-30. Yeah. And you're not, you And if can't. you change your mind, somehow or another, that's bad. That's my, someone said, well, not just one person. Many people said, you flip-flop on things. Like, no, I, I consider things. Yeah, and, and it's not, my it's also not... When politicians do it, it's because they it's politically in going to work in their favor. Yes, you do it because you thought more about it, yeah. or you heard the right argument at the right time, and you just go, okay. Yeah, I change my opinions all the time. I don't, I don't, I'm not married to those fucking things. I don't need them. You know, my opinions are just the ideas in my mind are something that should be explored. And there's certain ideas that I just hold st- steadfast: don't rape, don't murder people, don't steal. All the obvious mm-hmm. ones, right? Yeah. Everybody holds those. Yeah. But then when it gets to uh, unusual, weird, slippery things, I'm like, okay, well, what is, why, why is there an inclination to lean towards a certain direction? Like, what are, are we virtue signaling? Are we, yeah. you know, are we are sending out the, the flag of tribal obedience? Like, yep. what, are, what are we doing when we're discussing these things? And a lot of that is what ruins discourse. And this is what I, I think... I have a real big problem with deplatforming. When you start deplatforming people and censoring people, you don't just want to not hear them. You want no one to hear them. And this is where I have a problem. It's because who, who the fuck are you? Like, why are you the one who gets to say, even if they're wrong, even if they're wrong, let everybody figure that out. It's wrong. misinformation. That's the thing. It's like yeah. Pizzagate or one of the, or like the right. Alex when Jones it thing where dangerous. it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Pizzagate is a good example, right? Because people get ramped up in it. They're like, what? And there was a guy, Ben Swan, who was a, uh, a journalist who had all these, he was, he had a, this video that he put out that showed like all the different connections with conspiracy theory or with uh, Pizzagate and uh, various conspiracies yeah. and pedophilia. And it was, it was a real weird one. And everybody was like, what? Well, it's just because these things are similar. It doesn't mean there's a pedophile ring going on there. Like what right. is that? What exa- exactly is happening there? But then you hear about someone like Jimmy Savile and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy was fucking kids for how long? Yeah. And no one like, how, are there any other ones right now that they have it exposed? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that kind of that kind of shit does. I don't. Haunt you. Yeah, I, having yeah. I I think there's a big there's a ton of distance between uh, there are pedophiles yeah. and there are pedophiles in the pizza place <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there. I believe there's pedophiles, right? And that they should be stopped. And they're mostly. Yeah. And I, my bet is, I don't think none of them are powerful. And but I don't think that there is a. Uh, I just don't really buy into conspiracies. Just generally, see, um, I buy into some because there's some of them that are provable. There's some of them that it really did happen. Where you go, Jesus Christ, they really did that. There's oh a, yeah, I mean like the, like like in in like third world countries where we'll fuck with elections like Sabbath mm-hmm. the shit like that like that is yeah like that's not even a conspiracy that's just like a poorly told part of history that's well just there's like things like Howard the Gulf of Tonkin incident. right oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. that's I think that's well I think that's uh out yeah you know what I mean oh yeah um do you know about the Operation Northwoods 
Do you know about that one? I don't know. That one's probably the most disturbing one because that one was signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They were going to organize uh, a bunch of attacks on America and blame the Cubans so that we could go to war with Cuba. They were going to arm Cuban friendlies and have them attack Guantanamo Bay. They were going to blow up a jetliner and blame it on Cuba. They had all these plans, and it was yeah. signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff and then vetoed by Kennedy. He was like, what the fuck are you Yeah, like, what doing? were you guys doing? <laughs> you guys are so crazy. I went to fucking the Hyannis port, and I come back. Come back, and you're trying to blow up airplanes. <laughs> and the thing is, it's this is something that didn't fly, but we found out about it. How many of these things we didn't find out about that actually did happen yeah. and that we think are legitimate instances in the news or real attacks? And yeah, I just think it's a drop flags. in the bucket. Oh, I think sure. it's a drop in the bucket. I think it's less than 1%. In, in comparison to actual yeah, events. into actual reality versus... I agree. Yeah. And so when when people are... The reason I don't like conspiracy theories is that I think it people use it to explain their own failure a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we say it a lot in comedy. Like, well, you can't make it unless you're a oh, God, lesbian woman. And you're like, all right, that's man, that's the not... the worst. Yeah. I hate that fucking... That perspective is so crazy. It's like, listen, if you're killing, people are going to see you. If you kill a lot, people go to see you a lot. Yeah. It's that simple. You can't fake it. It is a meritocracy. Yeah, it there's, really is. It's ve- And it's ve- like there are there are certainly like some quota stuff in the margins, mm-hmm. but not no one's making it. Uh, no one's doing arenas because of a, a quota. You can't pull. Yeah, there's so, nothing you can work. do to get into arenas. Yeah, people have to actually like you. Um, and this this excuse making that people do do as a straight white man, I can't get a break in this town. Like, oh my god, when you're a straight white man and you're complaining, like you got one of the most fucking captivating yeah. hands of cards in in world history. In the world history, in 2019, straight still white a great male, hand. Still oh, a great hand. You might get hand. beat with a crazy, uh, mm. you know, Nanette. Yeah. A, a Nanette, Nanette hand. Take you out at the hamstrings. <laughs> Nanette will get you on the river. Yeah, but. Where is she what? I know. She got number one, but it wasn't even funny. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Uh, oh, anti-comedy? Man. What's anti-comedy? All right. Yeah. Uh, My but, take on the Nanette thing, and I haven't even seen it. It's like, do people like it? Yeah. Good. I saw it live. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Nice. It's Where'd not you see it? like stand- I saw it in New York. I saw it before it was on Netflix. Like I saw oh. it and met her and was like, thought I was is like, she nice? It was an awkward conversation. I'll say that. Well, she is a little spectrumy, right? Isn't that's it? She yeah, talks I, would, about I think that? that's a fair, think she's pretty open about fair it. estimation. Yeah, like it was, it was, it wasn't like easy. Do you find that you, when you speak to certain women in particular, you feel like almost like you're guilty of something? Like you did, like you're a male, like you're an oppressor. Do you ever, you ever feel not like that? too many women, and. <clears throat> It could just be a projection. It could be my own. It yes. could be I'm like auto projecting. Where I'm like I definitely do that. I there aren't too many, but I think you have to work against stereotypes. You're working yeah. against tattoos, built, bald, yeah, right wing podcaster. Well, cage fighting commentator. Really. <laughs> so I uh, fuck! I forgot about that. Bow Jesus, hunter. Joe. Yeah, I'm a monster. Um, monster. Yeah. So like you have a lot. To, I'm pretty. You know, a yeah. feat. The way I look is a problem. It, yeah. It's like, I, and I. If what are the odds you're around, not sexist? Right. Or a dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Not that good. Yeah. Like, what are the odds? Like, right. so uh, you try. I mean, I don't. I don't feel it too much, but I can imagine how much. What percentage of women do you feel like you have to do that with? The ones who don't know me. Once they know me, like I'm pretty, pretty nice. Like, go to a venue. Pretty, 
you go to the venue that you've never been to. Mm-hmm. There's a woman, the backstage, one of the works for Live Nation, or she works at the venue. Like, does she assume that you're? Nah, not if they work for Live Nation. Okay. I'm nice to all those folks. Yeah. But I think that if someone has uh, like a, a very staunch feminist perspective and they meet someone like me, they might, depending upon their perspective, they might think that I'm the enemy. That that's a that's a possibility that like right away they look yeah. at me like the enemy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing of like, what are you absolute of, like? Yeah. Even, and you you can tell sometimes when you're arguing with with people that are super uh, dogmatic about whatever they believe in. That they can you can watch them go into a line of logic that they know that they then realize I can't because right. that will like. Uh, seed some ground to this person they go like Ugh. and mm-hmm. it's like yeah, i saw you start mm-hmm. to go down that like a just a reason and i'm not saying uh stop believing what you believe in it's just like it's it doesn't have to be a hundred percent exactly just yeah. it's fine you can still but you'll still win the popular vote it's yeah. just majority rules it doesn't have to be overwhelming just just don't it's dishonest in a way because they don't want to believe they don't want to have uh they don't want to have a chink in their armor in terms of logically. Yeah. They want to lump people into categories because it's easy to define them too. You know, uh, we were goofing yesterday, me and Joe List were goofing around about uh, Alyssa Milano's sex strike that yeah. she was proposing. Uh-huh. And I was like, with, one of the things that's offensive about that is, first of all, that, um, that women b- would agree with you. That they would just withhold sex from the person that they because love. Because Alyssa Milano said, Because yeah. Alyssa Milano said you yeah. should withhold sex because in fucking Georgia, they're limiting yeah. abortion laws. But the second thing is that, like, that you would assume that all men are responsible for this. Not even just the voters in Georgia, but all men somehow. Like a, a man in Minneapolis should be denied sex from his progressive girlfriend. Or that he's going to call yeah. like his friend in Alabama like, man, this you really better works. do something because I'm not getting no pussy up here, bro. This fucking sex strike is for real. <laughs> bro, like, this is hitting us. So, it's so delusional and such a dumb flag of virtue that they're throwing up. And it's such it's such stupid 2019 woke politics that that was well, actually. Well, by the something. way, it's like based on Las Estrada, like a, a old Greek play. Was it really? Yeah. No shit. There yeah. was a sex strike in an yeah, old Greek play. Yeah, that's the yeah, and that's what that movie Chirac was about. It really? was it was a sex strike. No in kidding. Chicago. Yeah. Did that like, work? It's. Uh, I don't think it's ever. I don't know. Will you Google and see if it's ever been done? I would um, imagine that girls just use an excuse to not fuck a guy they won't, don't want to fuck. Like, but it's also like I'm on a most strike. of them aren't fucking anyway. Me. It's like, right. yeah, like, what are you going to... It's like Rock had that joke about, like, what are you going to... You can't stop... You're already not fucking me. Dude, I, when you hear when you hear women talk about not wanting to fuck their husbands, it's like, it's such a depressing... Like, I was listening to this gal. She was like, well, you know, most wives don't want to have sex with their husbands. Like, what? <laughs> you, li- you listen to that, you're like, ugh. As a husband, it bumps you out, or as no, a, as, as a, a human, human being, humans that, that are they're locked. in a situation. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that people like the most about relationships, but, but besides the fact that you love someone, you care someone, is having sex with somebody who wants to have sex with you. Yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, it's a fun time. It's very rewarding. It feels real nice. It feels great, especially take a little hit. <laughs> so you really feel it. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah, vulnerable. yeah, 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 yeah. It feels great. So when you hear that someone doesn't want that, and then you know their attitude is that most women don't want that. Yeah. Most women don't want to have sex with their husband. They just do it because they have to. Like, well, that's also it's very hard to get a clear story about 
women and sexuality in that like it's i don't i think it's varies from wildly oh for sure like well, hasn't it in girls you've dated yeah even right? the other day i put a thing on on uh instagram where i said how if you start following a guy how long do you think he should wait to dm you because as a guy i'll have girls follow me and because mm. i like, just do jokes on there i'm like does this girl want to i don't want to be like so you came for the comedy also dick <laughs> I don't, uh-huh. yeah that's a like, weird thing right? i don't want to wanna, i don't want to bum her out if right. she just came because she thinks i'm funny but like yes but what about fucking me can i interest yeah. you in that what about my penis yes um so and of course the answers were all over the place yeah I was, like four days five days 10 minutes and then I said, but if he's cute, it doesn't matter. And they all wrote, nope, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's Aquaman, just let them, yeah, let them DM slide right I like that in. you're referencing Aquaman as like the paradigm of hotness now because he really is. He's as good as it gets. Yep. He's, well, this is what my wife said. She goes, he's everybody's type. Yeah. He's a, Including fish. <laughs> yeah. He's a big, giant, handsome, beautiful man who seems to be extraordinarily kind. Yeah. Like he's got and everything like going open, for him. And like open, he dates yeah. an older well, woman that's yeah. older than him. Yeah. Like yeah. he's got, he exercises. What does it say? Furthermore, sex strikes have I, historically I been effective. I opened this and didn't read it. As pointed by Chicagoist in Kenya, the Philippines, Liberia, thanks Nobel Prize winner Lima what, how, say that G-B-O-W-E Lema Gwobi Gwobi and in Colombia where women held a 10 day sex strike in 2006 to end gang fighting wow end gang it's a fighting. great it is a great idea it truly is like to, if you want to affect change just get every I was saying to somebody last night like we all know like every somebody was asking me about uh cheating on and i was like i'm not a cheater but i was like every guy does what they do most human achievement is because they men wanted to get like yeah like buildings electricity if you you think that scabs are a problem in unions just oh. trust me. If you got a fucking sex track, them hoes, yeah. Yeah. them hoes are gonna come well, out. Because it's also like, well, what am I gonna use? <laughs> I have no lever. This is my main leverage. Yeah. Like, um, but but yeah, like it's a it's a great bargaining tool. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the it is the bargaining. I mean, that's in some ways that's most of the negotiation of a relationship is like where girls go. Like women don't control. It's like. They may not control it explicitly, but I know if I do something that's going to get you in a bad mood, you're not going to fuck me. And legalized prostitution is one of the one of the best ways to combat any kind of sex strike. And that is one reason why women fucking hate the idea of legalized prostitution. They don't ever want that to not be negotiable. They don't ever want you to be able to go, oh, oh, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I, I'm going for a drive. I, and you we, go right down to the store. Yeah. Well, you go to the sex store yep. and you, you pay for a 10 and she's built like Jessica Rabbit and you yep. bang her and you have a time of your life. And then you, you go home and your girlfriend's got a little bit of a gut and her ass is a little saggy and you're like, mm. I just, no, I mean, not, you can't tell me what to do anymore. I spent 80 bucks. I just, I, it wasn't that much. Yeah. Like, um, if, if sex was legal financially, if it was transactions, sexual now, transactions. Now, said that, it is legal in a lot of countries. Or not a lot of countries, but a few countries. A few. Yeah. Enough. But if it was legal in this country. How much do you think it would shift perceptions and the way what people – I think it would – I don't know because I was just in Singapore and apparently it's legal there. By the way, I went to like 
there's a i was in singapore did some shows excellent and uh and there was a place called uh it's orchard road and it's a mall during the day and at night it becomes a mall for prostitutes <laughs> they have a prostitute mall yes it's they have, like, orchard road and the awful saying for it is four floors of whores which is i, I just ah! I hate I hate the word whore. Why um, do you hate the word whore? I, I don't know. It just bugs me. It's something about it. it's like you whore. It just feels like dice or you something. You like hooker? Pro, I don't know. I, I like hooker as a term of uh, endearment. I like hooker. Call, no, not like that. Like, like Barney Miller? That kind of like, shut your mouth, hooker. Like oh, you say yeah, that to yeah, your yeah, friend. Yeah. Like yeah. a girlfriend who's just joking around about yeah. something. Like shut your mouth, hooker, and everybody yeah. will laugh. Yeah. Uh, so, but it... I w- so the 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 local guys were going there, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to go also because I want to see this place because I read about it." And there was a restaurant there that they ate in, which is a whole other issue. But it's literally like a mall, like a shitty mall, like not like a you know Glendale Gallery where it's like like a long. It's just one of those like square ones where it's like four floors. There's an escalator in the middle, and then there's just basically like. And there's just wimp prostitutes, hookers as you call them, uh, out in the walkway. Jamie's got a visual for us. I was trying to find something, but I found a, tri- a TripAdvisor review of Orchard. Don't <laughs> go at night. <laughs> yeah, wow. Don't go here at nighttime unless you want to be shocked a little. The whole place turns into a countless into countless brothel bars. I feel like I need to scrub myself after our visit. I I don't dis like I was there about three minutes and I was like, all right, because the thing is, there's a difference between legally legalized prostitution and anyone wanting to be a prostitute. Oh. They don't want to be. I mean, they are. Right. I don't think they're being forced or coerced, but life is coercing them what did into you, doing it. What did you think about the Robert Kraft situation? Here, here's what bothered me about that. Two things bothered me about that. One. They they accused him of being a part of sex trafficking, right? But it turns out that wasn't true. There, yeah. were, there weren't. There were just regular girls who wanted to jerk guys off for money. Right. It wasn't. There's was no one I there. Wanted, who, I think, is a big word. Yeah, <laughs> willing <laughs> yes. did it voluntarily. Whatever. Um, and, and they were, they were threatening to release the film footage. Yeah. Of him, like you're. So we, what are you doing? You're trying to shame him into submission, and the fact that this guy, even though he's a billionaire, he can't stop that from happening. Like how crazy. Well, the is funny that? thing is the fact that he's a billionaire and still has to go to, to the to the fucking drive-through. <laughs> it's like I, boy, I wish there was a better system. There should be a better system. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be robots. I think sex robots are going to like blur the morality line. I was at a. This is a similar thing about like there's no uh uh release relief anywhere i was at a party recently and dicaprio was there and there were mm. and there were a bunch it was just like a huge crazy party like crazy hollywood party like the kind i never go to and there's just like Eddie, just everyone's there and uh dicaprio's girl wanted to leave and he goes well uh the girl's tired so i gotta leave the greatest party ever <laughs> Like Ooh. he had to leave, like even to Leonardo DiCaprio, Ooh. the king of kings. Mm. The girls are tired. God, how gotta long go. had they been at the party for? Uh, I don't know, hour and a half or something. But there was like a dinner before. Mm. But it was it was just a funny thing. Like, oh, okay, so there's no. It doesn't matter who I am. Yeah, you still. You're at the when whim. they're done. Yeah, when they're when they're done, you gotta go. So Sometimes. like, but having said that, we still all do it for some. 
invisible uh, Shangri-La. I bet she would have stayed at the party for Aquaman. You know what I mean? I bet yeah, Aquaman she, was there. She met she Aquaman. Been like, it's fine. Let's stay. Yeah, my feet are yeah, a little bit. I'll take off my shoes. Whatever. Uh, yeah. No, the, uh, but yeah, there's still, he's still kind I mean, we're still doing it for some primal, like all the achievements and all that shit. It's still some. Yeah. Well, you want to be respected and loved and liked and you want people to desire you. Yeah. That's, that's part of it, right? Even if you're not going to take them up on it. Right. Yeah, like I told an anecdote on on uh, how Neil Field this week um, about the best compliment I ever got. I was doing a show in Vegas with two buddies of mine who shall remain nameless. We get on the elevator at the end. Woman gets on and goes, "Can I just say I'm married, but I would fuck all of you guys." Whoa! <laughs> and we and it was great. <laughs> but it's like, oh, you get we feel accomplished. We did a great job at the show. You're attracted to us. You just happen to be married. And that's so nothing's ever going to happen. But thank you for expressing your attraction to us. I wonder if she was saying, even though I'm married. No, she was saying it like, just so you know, if oh, I weren't married. If I wasn't married, yeah. I'd fuck and not, And she didn't mean at the same time either. She was a little drunk. She was. She but even tipsy. She yeah. said some ridiculous but shit. But that's a very nice thing to say. Like, very that's nice kind of what you want to, yeah. from everyone. For a guy, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I would fuck you. Girls don't want to hear that. They're like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, they no don't kidding. Want to hear that. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Everyone wants to come on. Duh. Yeah. Hey, how do you like doing a podcast with Bianca? I love doing it with Bianca. She's hilarious because she's funny. Very she's smart. Smart, and she's a pain in the ass <laughs> in terms of like she is very like no, like she has her own logic, she has her own belief system. And we just argue it out. Uh, she's more in like, and she's also like 10 different ra- races. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. like, so she's pulling from a, like her father's Middle Eastern. She grew up in Oakland. Like she's got mm-hmm. a lot of different, like. She's got Panamanian in her She's got too. Panamanian. She yeah. speaks German, I think. Like for real. Like she speaks. So she's just like from all over. And uh, she's a fun, she's fun and funny. And she's funny to, she's fun to be funny around. Is she on How Neil Feel? Yeah, she's on How Neil oh, Feel. That's nice. That's the name of the. So how how often you guys do it? Once a week. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Where do you, you do it? Do in it the in studio? my literally in my bedroom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Because nice. it's it's yeah. not that's the only space we have. That's cool. But it's like you know it works. How many have you done so far? Four. Okay, cool. But oh, I, isn't that nice? The beginning of a podcast. Yeah. That's nice. You can see what it yeah, becomes. You like yeah. low expectations. You'd be like, yeah, we're still starting out. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Have you done any at the store? No, I literally haven't done any, I don't think. Maybe I did one in the basement once. It's a nice little spot, man. That little, it is, yeah. It's cool. It is kind of a cocoon. Yeah, it is. It's it's the way they have it set up down there is pretty badass. And the fact that like, wow, we're doing a podcast at the comedy store. It feels it feels kind of historical because that is the thing that brought that place back. Yeah. Podcast brought that place back from the brink and made it the thriving center of comedy. I, I think we can all agree that is the center of comedy in the known universe. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that podcast. Even like had. Robbie from Netflix is like podcasts are like the indicator yeah. of streams. Like, you know, it's it's pretty direct. Yeah. The correlation. And I don't know what Tom would be more popular from Netflix or the podcast. 
they're both pretty fucking yeah, popular like it seems right probably now. one and one a like yeah, in terms of he's murdering it right now yeah but his podcast has rabid fans like whenever they do these garth brook things they, yeah. oh my god garth brooks is haunted <laughs> he doesn't know what to do he's so trapped by your mom's yeah. house fans yeah they, they just won't stop with the memes and the deep fakes with tom's yeah. face over garth brook's body i dm the deep fake guy yeah and uh because I was like, is it hard? Because it's terrifying. Someone said- Jamie I, did it. Jamie used the software to make one with me with Trump's head. Was it's, it easy? Yes. Fuck. Very easy. Someone, <laughs> I was talking to somebody about it, and they said, it bums me out in the way death used to bum me out when I was a little kid. <laughs> It's like, wow, wow. But I know what he means. It's just like unfathomable, like, oh, this is not good. This is not good. Show him the one you made. Check this out. Uh, He said China is, quote, not competition for us, for the U.S. Look at this. Are you talking about which vice president? Uh, I'm sorry, former Vice President Biden. I apologize. The current vice president is much more talented. (laughs) He actually looks like Uh, Joey Diaz. Dude, that looks like me if I was fat and I had a crazy haircut. Uh, That's me. Everyone's competition. I view everybody's competition. Yeah, there he is. Sometimes he's That's so good. How long did it take for real? Um, it's about the, I was teaching myself how to do it really. Right. So like <clears throat> this version took, I let it run overnight cause there's a little bit of what the machine yeah. learning kind of thing is doing. The longer you let that run, the better it is. is right. what I've been learning. So this was just my test of like eight hours, maybe six but hours. But you could have multiples going at yeah, one. once. Like, I made once this you're, once they're in yeah. the hopper. The crazy thing is porn. They're doing that with yeah. gals. They're taking like, you know. I love that you've used the word gals I twice. Like word. a fucking. I love it. This is a good time to bring this up because I just saw something today, literally, and it has to do with this. And I don't know if this is real, but this sounds, it sounds scary. And this is where someone's taking this technology into a weird place. Uh, a lady like is a Facebook post. It's why I don't believe it. But she said she was with her son. And while she was out of her house, her husband was called saying that her son was kidnapped and that he heard his son's voice saying like, mommy, help me, help me, help me. And to give him money, and it, the, the dad was freaking out, didn't know what to do, did couldn't get a hold of him, and for finally did after six minutes. And she said they couldn't even convince the dad that that wasn't real. Like after hearing, no, I'm fine, we're fine, I'm with him. But I don't know Jeez. if this is even real because how they could do that at this with the capability. Now I'm not sure, but they might be able to. Oh, for sure they can do it. Yeah, with, yeah they, they can, do you can mod voice. somebody's voice. I mean, if yeah. they can do it with faces, they can do it with audio. They did it with Tupac at the Coachella like yes. five years ago. That was, the way he said Coachella is exactly how he would have said it. And they have that, that hologram that yeah. looks just like him, but like a little more jacked. Just a little yeah. like, a little heaven. more six packy, yeah. like he went to CrossFit yep. yeah, in heaven. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, I can, I totally believe they can do the voice shit. seven years ago for that one. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they're so close. Now, even if you go back and watch Game of Thrones, like season one and what the wolves look like, they look like shit. Really? Yeah. They were, they're shitty CGI wolves. They're a little clunky, but now they look amazing. Now it looks like a real fucking wolf. What is this? That's Tupac. Look, look how jacked he is. Do you have any idea how many sit-ups you have to do to have a stomach like that? You got to be on that Wiz Khalifa type it's also, exercise routine. It's also, you got to not eat any starch, right? I mean, yeah, any sugars be, of any kind. You can't be fucking around with carbs. Carbs are what keep you from being really shredded. I mean, not all carbs, but I mean, either doing some a lot of fasting. You got to do something to get your body fat down that low. Because it doesn't matter how many sit-ups you do, right? It's not nah. going to... Well, sit-ups make your ab muscles bigger. Yeah. They make them more defined I can bigger. see one of mine. Yeah. You got to lose weight. Here. The only way is do losing you guys fat. Okay. No, I'm good. 
it's so easy to get fat too. I'm so amazed at how easy I can get fat on a vacation. Like one week I gain 10 pounds. If I go on a vacation and I just go drink and eat pasta, 10 pounds in a week. Well, that's like you're running such a small margin Yeah. in just in everyday life where it's like, yeah, if you, if you just eat, it's not a, I mean, it's fairly massive, but it's not like, what do you think it is? 800 calories a day? No. The extra, I mean. The extra? Yeah. I don't know. Not with me, man. I go hard. When I when I eat on vacation, <laughs> drink <laughs> drinking and eating. Like just the drinking. When I'm on vacation, I might drink four or five drinks a day. Maybe more every day. Do you drink during the day? If you're on vacation no. without your Sometimes, kids? Sometimes, no. No, no, not without my kids. But when my kids are there, I'm hammered. No, yeah, you got to be. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. No, but if I'm on vacation and I'm out, I might have a drink at the pool or at the beach or wherever I am. And then at night, if I go to dinner, I might have two or three. So I might have four or five drinks every fucking day. That's not a normal day for me. So that shit's just piling up, piling up. And what are you drinking? Whatever. Whatever. What do you got? got? Yeah, if I'm on vacation, you know, I'm trying to get fucked up. I'm trying to have a good time. I'm doing it like it's my job. And are you... Does your wife get drunk? She'll get hammered. Yeah, that's great. Not nah, as much as me, though. I get more drunk than her. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, if you don't know where to go and you can just walk to wherever you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 10 pounds later, I'm like, you fat fuck, and I'm grabbing my sides. When I can grab yeah. like a fistful of meat right where my love handles are, I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, because it's so like... You fucked up, <laughs> and yeah, you just like gross. have a thing that you you have a handful of regret. Yeah, it take a just whole like, week to get everything back in line. By the way, that not that long. I mean, that's not a very long time compared to compared to most people. Like at your age, fucking people people's metabolism takes them. People get fat a little bit and then they're done. Yeah, but I still do the same shit that I did when I was twenty one. Like in terms of like the amount of working out I do. Yeah, I still. I'm still running hills and doing serious kettlebell workouts and martial arts and every all that day? stuff. At least five days a week. I'm and doing you something do muscle re- shit every day or you do Pretty, Sometimes I'll do something every day. I'll do multiple workouts in a day because I have a gym at home. So yeah. I'll get up in the morning and lift and then I'll do yoga and then I'll do something later. I just, you have to keep going. When you're 50 years old, like y- your body requires, like you can't have too much slack in because yeah. when you slack, if you get out of shape, fuck, man, it's hard to get back in shape. Yeah. It's hard. Like, your body is trying to die. Yeah. It's n- not trying to put muscle on and up your VO2 max. It's not interested in that. It's interested yeah. in dying. And Got to trick that And bitch. continuously working out is the kind of like the, yep. the, you the know, main, if thing not I've been only. Doing I've been cranking the sauna up to 200 degrees. Because Gabriella Reese told me that Laird Hamilton puts his shit on 220, 220. That's what she said, right? 220, which is you cook meat at 220 degrees. That's like, that's fucking hot. And uh, I was like, there must be some sort of benefit in that. So I'm like, I'm going to ramp my shit up from 180 to 200. And it made a big difference. What And what's the difference? First of all, it's way harder to do. The difference between 160 and one, like I was at a, um, a sauna this past weekend at a gym, like a hotel gym. It was a nice sauna, but it was not hot enough. It was like 160-ish. So and at that point- that hot. You're sweating, and it's it's helping. You're getting heat shock proteins. It's good for your body. It reduces inflammation, but not nearly as radically as when you hit 200. 
200 is fucking hard to do. Like you are the first of all the wood in the sauna that you're sitting on is hot as fuck. You need your sweat to cool off the wood because the wood is like a plank, like a cedar plank yeah. that you're cooking a fillet of salmon on. Uh-huh. That's what the wood gets like. It's hot. How as long can you stay in it? 20 minutes. And those last 5 minutes are rough. And how do you deal with the Pain, whatever the like you can't you don't want to move right yeah well, so are you just I, like still I, the last five minutes i get up and i start walking around actually i feel like i have more of a hard time sitting still in the last five minutes so like uh yeah i, I would think you have to yeah i distract myself by stretching and moving are you wearing flip-flops or that they just, would melt no yeah they probably get rid- well you know what works though surprisingly airpods those fucking oh, things really? don't die out in 200. Your phone would be dead as fuck. Yeah. But AirPods keep going. So if I put my phone just outside the door yeah. and I put AirPods on, I could listen to music. Are, do you think they're book. hot to the touch? Yeah, they're hot. I feel them. But they're not breaking down. They don't. They, they hang in there at 200 degrees. Good for you, AirPods. Yeah. They're good, and man. And you feel it markedly different. Yeah. You feel good when you get out of there, man. Like... All your little aches and pains feel like they get a big bump, like a big uh, reduction in the aches and pains. And that's and you, most of your aches and pains are age and working out. Yeah, 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 just inflammation in general. Hey, what age would you be pissed at? Be pissed if you died at sixty? Would you be pissed? Do you know what I, nah, mm. you know what I mean by piss? Well, like, fucking want... fuck you. I fucking did all the right shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I just heard John Singleton. He died yeah. at 51. Yeah. You know, Luke Perry died at 51 or 52. Stroke, both those guys. Yeah. Like, fucking, that's me. That's this yeah. age. Stroke. William Stevenson, even. I mean, he was not in good shape, but like, he yeah. wasn't old. No, no. Keith, well, Keith Stroke. Robinson, yeah, Keith... that one's like, ugh. How old was Keith when he had his stroke? 50. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, like at what point would you be like, feel ripped off? Probably right now. So 60, you would I be beat like. beat the shit out of this body, though. It's amazing this thing works as good as it does. You know, if I think about my body as like a car that I've been Do you still feel in. like you're beating the shit out of it? Or do you yeah, feel like the jujitsu stuff was beating the shit out of it? Well, I still do that, though. But I, I, I went running in the hills yesterday. Hard fucking workout yesterday. How far? Two miles. But, but it's, it's straight super up. steep. Yeah. It's like one one stretch is more than a it's two hundred yards straight up and it's fucking hard. It's a hard sprint. I, the dog runs ahead and I'm trying to keep up with them. It's yeah. But you get to the top of these really steep hills, man. Your legs are on fire, your lungs are killing you. But man, it makes a difference. But it's also, are you beating the shit out of your body or are you just doing it? I'm strengthening right. it. I'm doing it right. But I am I am putting a lot of pressure on the joints. I'm putting a lot of pressure on the muscles. You know, it's not simp- it's not like doing yoga every day. I'm doing yeah. some pretty heavy duty stuff. But I feel like um if you do it smart and you warm up a lot and you stretch and I've been pretty diligent about recovery. Sauna in the big way, but also I've been getting uh trigger point muscle release therapy like which is like really hardcore brutal massage that you literally want to cry like like this kind yeah, of like, but like elbows this yeah. lady she fucking puts her elbow in the back of my neck and you're like yeah ah! <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it makes a big difference man all that stuff cryotherapy all that stuff everything's got a little place it yeah. helps but the the mo- the main thing is consistency like you can't 
You can't take months off. You can't. You can't take weeks off. You can't just eat like you'll you'll it'll slip away. Your body wants to do what it's been doing. Yep. Like your spirit, whatever. Like yeah. whether it's like you know, whatever the law is that body in motion stays in motion. But it just does. Yeah. It's gonna like sugar. Same thing. Eat sugar, and you're like, we got to get more sugar. Don't f- eat it, and four days later you're like, eh, I good. feel like variety is really critical too. Like I'll I make sure that I get at least one or two days of yoga in, at least one or two days of running, at least one or two days of lifting, at least one or two days of martial arts. Like do a bunch of different shit, mix it all up together. Because if I don't mix it all up together, then there's like too, just too much repetitive stress p- p- possibility. Like if I'm yeah. just running every day, yeah. I, I'm not. I don't think that's wise. And you, you, why don't you do interval training with running? I do sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do a bunch of different shit. I mean, I, sometimes I just do hill sprints, and then I, I, I slowly go down the hill. I wait till my heart rate gets below 140, and then I sprint back up the hill again. You know, I, I mix it up. But the, the, the key is consistency. No matter what you're doing, whether it's yoga or running, you got to do something almost every day. Yeah. I don't do some every day, but I try to do, like, I got a treadmill, and a, now I have a Bowflex. I'm proud to say I'm a proud owner of a Bowflex. You're the last guy to buy one. I know. They're about to go out of business, but they go, we just got a fucking order for it. I'm from brand. 1988, bro. <laughs> yeah, my my ex-girlfriend's roommate had a Bowflex. I remember using this, going, why in the fuck can it's, get out of this? It's big, actually. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's uh, takes up yeah, a lot of space. it's got a bow. I didn't even put, Wanga. yeah, you're right, put the bow. <laughs> bro, come on. They don't, that only, that's when it, yeah, it does have like wing. It is a winged bird. Does it work? Yeah. I, yes. You got a good workout? I got, I'm getting my gains, bro. I still have like dumbbells and, you know, other Mm. shit and bands. I tell people, if you really want to work out at home, all you need is a chin up bar. Everything else you could do on the ground. You can do body weight exercises. You can do plenty of I got to say, I don't even think you need a chin up bar. I mean, again, you know. 10 times more than I know but I'm saying like what are you getting from a chin up bar that you can't get from a push up or a dip or pull ups you're getting but I'm saying it's all this right you're getting your back you're getting your back you're not getting your back much you're getting a little bit if you do Hindu push ups where you swoop down and elevate and then come back up you're getting a little bit of your back but you're really getting your back if you're hang on to a chin up bar and you're using your whole body weight yeah that's what you want that that is that is an amazing i body don't work exercise. my back out very much no. am i fucking myself yeah for sure you have to strengthen that bitch to keep the stability in your spinal column you want meat you want that to be armored you know that's very big i have several machines out there that are just designed to keep my back strong and you just think it's good. It's best practice. It's yeah, like, just man. Do it. it's, I do that almost as much as any other kind of exercise. I do a reverse hyper. I do a whole series. The reverse hyper machine and the, the glutes, the glute machine where you, you, you know. That, I cannot believe back. how hard glutes are. Like, it's the hardest. That's the one afterward. I'm like, Ow. I'm going to fucking <laughs> throw up. It's hard. It's man. the fucking worst. It's hard. Yeah. And you have to even like. I was talking to a trainer, and she was like, well, you need to, like, activate your glutes. And then part of me is like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then the more I research, it's like, our glutes are dead. Mm -hmm. As, like, normal people, we don't use our glutes, and they are literally atrophied. That's why women get so disgusted by a guy's flat ass. They're like this motherfucker doesn't even activate his glutes. <laughs> no, but but dude, you what have if to he's got to run? Ton of shit. Yeah, yeah you yeah. have to do a ton of shit just. Sure. To, and she's like, you would take it would take you a couple months to even just get them activated. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking. I just thought it was some trainer shit. Yeah, and it's you have to like turn them on. Yeah, like you have to like do like I do a ton of shit, 
I don't even know if I'm doing it right. They gotta I get think fired I, up. Do you yeah, have they a trainer? Get, you gotta get a trainer. I should get a trainer. Come on, man. Yeah. You got cash. Yeah. Get yourself a trainer, Neil Brennan. Yeah, I should. Um, Plus, it's good because you have to make. Is this your Bowflex? No, no I wish. New? I was That's ask the you mirror. If is, uh, Look, if you think I didn't almost buy this, you're out of your mind. Well, working one? on magnets. It's this like is the magnet mirror one. Waiting, wait, something or other. I've been seeing this online recently. I was yeah. curious uh, if you've ever heard of it or know if it works well. Oh, it's got two cords. How much uh, resistance? That's what I want. The resistance is all internally done just by magnet pressure that you. Well, set. what's the maximum amount of I resistance don't, though? Because I, I don't know. know if you know this, but I'm jacked. No, yeah, I heard. <laughs> How much? 148 pounds? It's just in the middle. I think you're probably 200 some plus pounds. Wow. I, haven't seen I, think it's, I think 148 will take care of most people. Yeah, and if you're just doing cables, so 148 on each side, is that what it is? I, I don't know, literally. I just It's new, and I was just curious if you had seen anything. No, that looks badass. So the mirror is showing you your form? It's, your it's form versus video. It's like a screen. Form uh, versus, like, are you doing it correctly? Oh, look at that. And they oh, tell you what to do. And it goes up and down, and it fits on the wall. Is that a gimmick? That's what I'm wondering. Is there any know. reviews of that? It's way it's it's like brand new. I don't even know. If it's uh, the reviews are all pretty strong. This is the, uh, like mm. as you're saying, it all comes down to: Are you going to do it? Yeah. If you do it every day, it's fucking great. Right. You just most people won't do it every day. Yep. They Pe- just because it's uh, got to write it down. Just like how you, every day I brush my teeth. Yeah. So do that too, but it takes yeah. longer. I meditate yeah. twice a day. It's fucking twice great. a day. Yeah. Really. Twenty. Twenty each. Wow. Tm. Interesting. Yeah. So how does that work? Like, what do you do? Uh, sit down, set the timer for twenty, and uh, close my eyes and repeat the mantra. What's, and your, what's your mantra? I can't tell you, bro. Sucker cock. Sucker cock. Sucker cock. Sucker cock. And it. I think it works. I think I need less sleep as a result. Really? Since I've started, I started like a year and a half ago, and I've needed significantly less sleep from before. Mm. And I don't know, again, because it's impossible to know what, you know, right. what's doing what. But What are the benefits in terms of like clarity and stuff? I don't, again, I don't know. I mm. think they're good, but I, it, I can't say like, well, I was writing 4.3 jokes a month before, and now I wrote 4.8. Like, I don't, mm. there's no direct correlation. I am happy with my output, but like, Mm. Isn't that funny that like to an average person they'd be like, wait, 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 four point? You're joking, right? No, no. If I get four great jokes a month, that's an amazing yeah. month. Yeah. Well, it's like that. I was going to bring it up when you were talking about deer hunting. Yeah. Right. Where it's Similar. like, yeah. If you it you see the special, yeah. thought of it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> on the special, you had a great line about writing and that like like writing in a notebook or on your phone that it's like a net to catch ideas. Yeah. And that I really thought, is. Like, I just thought about that. I was like, that is a great way to put it. Yeah, like here, put throw this in the, yeah. put it on the thing, and like, and then you can look back. You ever have an idea, write it down, and then three days later look, and you're like, that's fucking funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. funny. Well, that's why you got to throw a lot of shit against the wall. I have pages and pages of stuff that I review, like late night rambles that I, I label them late night rambles because I, I write a lot of times at at night after the store. So I'll By come yourself? Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's asleep. I'm high. I just sit in front of the computer. And, and is it like you have a germ from the day? I have sometimes, some, but I have one hour that I have to write. So oh, there's wow. one hour in front of that computer. And I give myself that one hour, and then after that I can watch YouTube videos or Netflix, you want. whatever. But yeah. I have to get that one hour in. And, man, there's been many times where I'm sitting there staring at that fucking computer for 20 minutes, and then, oh! <gasps> 
and then I got an idea. I'm like, oh my God, there's something in it. And then the next day I do that on stage. Boom, it gets a laugh. I'm like, fuck yeah. That reward for the tediousness. It's just getting through the, the sitting in front, staring at the blank screen, staring at some fucking weird notes. You're not even sure if they mean anything. Trying to find some old shit where there's just a spark of like yeah. an ember that yeah. can blow on and turn into a fire. Or a, like I had a joke that I try, that I was trying and I was like, I know it's good. I just have to come up with the right thing. Yeah. And then I tried a couple of them. Huh? First couple of times you fuck it up, you don't mm-hmm. say it right. <laughs> it's just so, it is the tedious and the mild embarrassment of just mm. like trying and failing. Oof. But, uh, but having an idea, writing it down, doing it on stage is, the, to me, the most rewarding thing I can think of. It's one of the most rewarding things in all of life. Yeah, really I mean, is. honestly, and I don't say that light. I just mean like living a life. That is the thing. And it's not, that's the one that's not really about women or not about, that's more like spiritual. Yeah. It's like about like, uh, I Creation. don't know. Yeah. And, and like you, you, it goes through the, your, your filter. Yeah. And you're like, no one ever thought of that? Right. No one fucking ever thought of that. <laughs> right, right, right. Fuck, that's fucking crazy. Those are the best ones. You're like, how did I catch that? Yeah, this? like, how, what? Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Earth. How often do you write on stage? How often do you ad lib on stage? Very rarely. Really? I, I, you see, I come up with my sheets. Yep, yep, yep. And like, but yeah. I have a new joke show every Tuesday in Santa Monica. And then, so I'll go up. And do as much new shit as I have mm. and mix it in with my, I mean, you know that when you have a hunk, then you'll put like, I can do it. I can put that part in there. So you kind of have to do some old jokes to like fit in the new part. Yeah. Um, and, but my, I'm like, I'm, I usually am like, if I write four jokes, one of them will work. Yeah. Like, and I just like, Mip. yeah. All right. Four jokes, one of them will have something. And then sometimes the other ones, you're like, man, I don't know if you're alive or not. i got to stare at you for a little bit. i got to try to figure out a way to bring you to life. Yeah. This might be something there. I'm yeah. Maybe missing it on the first pass. Set it aside. Or you ever a have a premise weeks. and years later you'll figure oh, it out? years later. A decade. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. And you just know how to do it now. Like yeah. Maybe you have a bit that you did that taught you about something else or some other aspect of writing a yeah. bit. Yeah. And you couldn't explain it to any, you couldn't explain it to someone who doesn't do it. No. Like, you can't, it's kind of not, I mean, maybe athletes a little bit, where it's like they figure the yeah. game out in a different way. But it's so private, and it's so, like, uh, and that's the thing, I was talking to somebody about this, like, how many funny people are there in the world? There's a lot of funny people, but how many of them are funny stand-up funny yeah like they could just go on stage and make a, a room full of people laugh that's a hard that's a hard couple one. hundred if you're being generous if you're gonna be really generous like how many real legit professional comedians that you and i respect yeah maybe 200 yeah maybe. and there's seven billion people in the world <laughs> <laughs> and like that's yeah. the rare and I, as much as comedy is like deified in ways that are sort of goofy now it's mm-hmm. still like no this is all we do everything. It's fucking interesting. It's like, we're, and especially now, the way the culture is, like, we're the only people speaking freely in public, or at least in an organized way. In this this format as well, podcast and stand-up. Those are the only two things. Yeah. I mean, it, everything else right now is compromised. It seems like. Yeah, and then everybody else feels at work, 
you can't really talk right. freely. Yep. At home, in relationships, there's yeah. like, and it's not like we're just talking extemporaneously. Like, I don't even know where I'm going, but like, <laughs> I am fucking know what's going right. to happen at the end of this sense. Yeah. But, uh, but that, and that's the thing that's so riveting about it is like, is there no one else is doing it. And there's only a few hundred people that can do it well. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's, it's, all, it's it, also riveting too, like the cre- the creation of like these these little things that you come up with, if you keep going, eventually there'll be a, a special. Eventually it'll be something yeah. you actually can record. Yeah. And there's like these this thought, like, I'm onto something. I've got this is I'm piecing this little puzzle together. Like, and not even knowing someone said, like, so what do you how do you come up with it? And it's like, I don't even know what I mean <laughs> when I start. And then I write the jokes, and I'm like, Oh, I yeah. see what I was doing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. going through. Do you sometimes rewrite a bit, like write a bit and then rewrite it from a different angle? Uh, I mean, there's obviously like threads of like, like you just do the inverse. Sometimes I take a bit when it's already done and I say, okay, let me put that aside. I know it's done. I know it works. Let me approach the, the subject from a completely different angle now. Yeah. Let me approach the subject as a hater. Well, couldn't you do, you end up probably doing both of them, right? Like a lot of your feminism shit, the thing you were closing with felt like you'd written half and then we're like, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now my own rebuttal. Well, I wanted to rebut myself. Yeah. And I also wanted to shit on myself so hard that by the time I got to shitting on the feminists, like it worked. Yeah. Well, that's another thing where it's like, if you couch, you can say anything as long as you preface it with like, I'm not a monster. Just know that I'm not a monster. Of course. But, yeah. but some of these bitches are. <laughs> <laughs> or some of these whoever's are. Like, I'm not a total piece of shit, but yeah. let's talk about that. Yeah, that's the... the. I'm thankful that I just thought of a another, like, frame for a... For a like, I did a the three mics thing. Yeah. No, I did oh. the, the... For Netflix. So I thought of that frame as, like, three microphones on stage. And I just thought of a another it's not like a structural thing but it's a way to do a show and Uh. my first thought was fucking thank god (laughs) meaning you don't want to be like you don't want to do a a premacy show every time because i did three mics then i did a half hour on netflix new year's day the comedians of the world thing that delia and swartzen did too and uh and now i'm like i would like to do a kind of not one man show we think just not a maudlin version but Mm -hmm. like a way to do jokes that are more it's like jokes but also if you can thread something else in it it's like do you see that there was a girl on Silent Live I think it was Halsey who sang a song and fucking painted at the same time she painted a painting <laughs> during the song Jesus and I was like wow wow <clears throat> see if you can bring it up because it's what like, was the song I we can't did. play it we'll get, we'll get oh, it was the YouTube. second song on Silent Live yeah, if we play it, we'll we'll definitely get the boot. YouTube yeah. is brutal with their copyright shit. It's yeah. Brutal. I mean, it's good so, and bad. Well, it's it's just very it's good and bad. Yeah, but it's very easy for someone to claim copyright off of just you play a clip, and the next thing you know, your video gets taken down. And um, you can't stream. So a part of me is like, you know, <clears throat> this is it right here. So she's singing. She's singing and, and painting. She's hot. And by the way, great looking. Yeah. Okay, she's got a lot going on, and she's barefoot. So. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's barefoot. Wow. I mean, is it amazing? No, but it's fucking yeah. amazing for singing. It's ama- yeah. It's better than I can do not singing. I bet she's uh, quite a character. 
I don't. That felt loaded. That setup felt loaded, Joe. <laughs> That's uh, what I do. Um, yeah. So, like, I thought of another premise. So I'm excited about that. That's I'm awesome. Do. Yeah. When do you think you're gonna film? If you well, well, your well last I got one, three I months gotta, was like, how long ago? I got a. I have, I've kind of written it out, but like, I'm going to probably do it like in New York. Like I did three mics where I did it like sort of off Broadway. And oh, okay. So when you do something like that, will you do like a long run and then film at the end of the run? Yeah. I basically did three mics. I did for like two months, four nights oh, a week. Oh, wow. So, uh, and you and, did it all in New York? Yeah. Oh, cool. And then where'd you do it? Uh, some theater, like on the lower East side where Burbigley does his and then, mm. and, uh, it was cool. It's cool to just like have to do an hour every night. It's a cool, like, oh, I'm going to do an hour I, and I'm in a town. I'm in the same town. That is cool. And I'm doing an hour every night. And you're doing essentially like a play almost. Yeah. A like it was play. an emotional, there was a, there was a, like an emotional fucking, I talk about emotional shit. This will be less emotional. It'll be less wrenching mm. emotionally. If people saw it three mics, like it's fucking pretty gut wrenching. But, uh, but, this will be less gut wrenching, but you have a premise that's exciting to you. Yeah, which is yeah. fucking you know it's that's everything. like fucking excellent, well, and it's also the only thing that like, it's like, well, are you gonna make money? I don't know. I, I don't care. It doesn't right. matter. It's like not even a consideration. Yeah, it seems like that's you're wasting your time thinking about that because all that really matters is do you enjoy doing it? Does the audience enjoy it? All that other stuff comes out of that, right? Yes. And if you enjoy it, they're probably gonna enjoy it too. Yeah, and and even the thing where people go like, "So what are you doing?" And you're like, "You can say you're doing the podcast, or you have UFC." So they go like, "Oh, you have to have something that you're yeah. working on." And I'm like, you feel like, you're I, not doing like anything. "I'm yeah. doing an hour comedy special for a huge stream st- streaming service that's going to broadcast fucking everywhere that's in the it? world." What are you doing? That's it. That's <laughs> yeah, all you're no, doing? but that's how they. And yeah. you're like, "This is a, what I'm doing." Is fucking. It doesn't. It's not time consuming visibly day to day but like it's consuming emotional like thinking about it what's your take on what's going on with louis like what he's trying to do with uh stopping people from quoting his bits and the uh, quoting i mean i think he's just trying to stop people from writing shit yeah Yeah. which was his own fault because he just didn't have the bag he didn't have the underbag like he could have and was like yeah it'll be fine (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> what, <laughs> Louis? Yeah, um, so now he's doing everything. He's got the yonder bags. He's doing small clubs. Yeah, and he also has a sign that he puts up saying that if you leak any of the material, that they have legal repercussions. Uh good. Yeah. I mean, why should why should it's a spoiler? It's like yes. the, it's like a fucking, but it's worse than a spoiler. Yeah, it is worse than a spoiler because right. every. Every joke is its own movie. Right. To it's got be, its own little be, surprise. Yeah, yeah. To exaggerate about it. But it's like, yeah, it's a huge, it's a, it's a, that's a huge problem. And it's also, it goes to that 11 year old girl thing where it's like, yeah. Louis said this and then, uh, then what he did was and that, this. Duh, duh. Uh, uh. <laughs> did you ha? Huh? Yeah. When you have 11 year old daughters, man, it's like you get it. Okay, oh, now I see how people are thinking. Thinking like little kids. <laughs> and what's the, how would you describe it? Like little sort kids. of like simplistic. Base. Yeah. Looking for something to be naughty. Someone to do something bad. <gasps> what did he do? Ooh. What did she do? What are they doing? Well, we'll yeah. tell you right after the break. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. God, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't, I mean, Louie's a hilarious dude. And, and I hope, 
I, I'm interested to see what happens. I think he's going to come out with a motherfucker of an hour. That's what I think. I think he's going to pe- He's constantly touring. He's on the road all the time doing this. I know he's not doing it just for money because he's only doing these little tiny places. Yeah. He's doing Zanies in Chicago right yeah. now or Zanies in Nashville right now. He's going to come out with a motherfucker of a special and re cement his position. And I think. There's going to be people that are still mad at him, no matter what. I don't no think that, I don't think that you can please most of the people that are mad at him. No, meaning, I, and I don't. I just think it's like they're not reasonable. They, it's more fun to not forgive him. Yeah, it's, it's more. It's, it feels better to not forgive him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, I get it. I get their their perspective. But for everybody else, we're going to get treated to a monster hour. That's what I think. I, I hope think when he's all done, I think it's probably going to be his best hour ever. I listened to the the leaked one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Well, I mean, it's it, ten months out, man. Yeah, no, no comedy at all for ten months, yeah. and then he starts doing it again. And there's you know some bits in there that would have been great if they didn't get leaked. The thing about what are you going to do? Cancel my birthday is so fucking right, it's funny. Hilarious. It's in, it's like yeah, he's so fucking funny. It's bananas. Yeah, because my life is over. What are you do? Cancel my birthday? <laughs> Oh, uh, so goddamn funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, you know, he's a, he's a fucking hilarious dude. Yeah. That's the front of the line. I mean, when it comes to comedy and political correctness and the pushback, that's the front of the line for the pushback is stand up, nightclub stand up. The yeah. stuff that you and I both do, we say a bunch of fucked up things that happen to also be funny. And you're doing it in front of live crowds. They are, I said on stage the other night, they're going to a strip club and complaining about cellulite. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's like, what do you, this is, I, we say a ton of shit. Some of it doesn't work. Yep. Some of it doesn't work because it doesn't cross the, the comedy barrier. Some of it doesn't work because it's ideologically fucked up, but you don't know it until you say, it's like, yeah. even the funny, many great bits that you love are fucked up to someone sure to someone like or you have to figure out a way to make them work like chris rock's bit about this is the difference between black people and the n-word yeah that bit he said bombed oh for yeah a long time yeah. before he figured out how to it make bombed it work shortly before he did it on his on his uh hbo show <laughs> it's crazy it's yeah crazy um it's great but he knew he's like god damn it there's something in this yeah uh and and also it is fucked up it is a fucked up like it's fucked up you can weaponize that joke sure a lot of white people did right like a yep. lot of racist yep. white people like yep. i told you mm-hmm. i've been saying that in my car for years <laughs> <laughs> um and that exactly you, but at the same time you can't worry about that like right. i was talking to uh some i did a thing on the podcast where i was saying like i don't understand the problem with jordan peterson and you and i have talked about this mm-hmm. at the at the club like and and then and people email me and they said, well, people use Jordan, people right wing people use him as an example of did it. I'm like, that's not his problem, right? Exactly. That's and he promotes. Someone said he promotes an all meat diet. No, he doesn't. He said he does it, but he didn't promote it. He didn't make a commercial about the shit. You can't worry about how someone takes. Again, this goes to a point how someone uh, interprets your art you there's too can't. many interpretations exactly what? and also by the way then throw away taxi driver and uh and uh uh the salinger book the catcher, catcher in the, the rye because yeah. that's responsible for killing lennon yeah. shooting reagan like, ton- like it's just like okay well so these fucking dummies 
use it as their thing. Right. <laughs> so now I can't enjoy it? No. Like, to f- go fuck yourself. Yeah, you, there's too many interpretations. There's too many perspectives. There's too many people. You just have to be a reasonable person. Be nice. Do your shit. Do your best. And, you know, look, we work together all the time, man. People are laughing. Yeah. It's like people are having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and it's not, it's also like, what's your intention? Yeah. It's well, not. Our, our intention is to create, right? Our intention is to come up with funny things. And like me, as a person who enjoys stand up, I like sitting in the back of the OR and watching someone kill. I, I fucking love it. It's the best. I told somebody, like, I'm a gym rat, but for comedy clubs. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing you for 27 years. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. Like, me and Chappelle were in Vegas, and some kid was like, what do you. He was a chef at uh, this place, Yellowtail, and and he was just saying, like, being a chef, you just fucking have to cook for 12, 10 years, 10, yeah. 12 years, just like, it's hard and shitty. I was like, I've known him for 28 years. Yeah. He's been going to clubs for 33 years. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that, ma- it just makes sense. Yeah. It's fair. <laughs> It's like, it's an economy that you understand. If the idea is good enough, you will get this response. And yeah. there's not there's not really politics. There's not, there's preferences, but there's not like, you know, like, oh, uh, have him. Although you got, the fact that you got banned from the store is hilarious. Um, <laughs> that is like from a movie, like, we'll ban, we have to ban one of them. Uh, but, uh, but, and you won in the end, as it were. But, um. But it is a fair thing, and it is like the only people. As Rock says, we're like X Men, where it's like they they're always mad at the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> they're always mad at the X Men, but like right. fucking, you still like the X Men. Yeah, you're mad. You're you're mad at Louis, but fucking. But if he went on stage on you a know Wednesday the night, the place hilarious. would go crazy. Yes, if he walked on stage, they would stand up and and give him a standing ovation. Yes, yeah. and there's also it's also the it's almost that corporate thing where it's like if if um, you know Chinese slaves are making phones, uh, did they make this one? Right, <laughs> like that. This one, <laughs> like whereas with Louis, it's like this one guy is responsible for all institutional sexism. Mm. It's like, no, he's not. He's a fucking, he just was a dumb, he just was dumb and he handled, he was dumb from beginning to end. Yeah. And he'll tell about you. About it. And he'll, he'll tell you. Yes. He and was fucked, he just fucked up and it was yeah. stupid. Um, but he doesn't have to take the fall, uh, you know, Forever. it's whatever. Like, yeah. he is valuable. Yeah. He's valuable, he's valuable to our culture. He creates a lot of, I don't think of stand-up this way where it's like, you create joy for people. Like, I never think of it that way. But he did create a lot of thought and joy. Like, yeah. he's responsible for a lot of positive shit. I mean, that is what the art form is. Yeah. You're literally changing a person's state. And that, yeah. I mean, and as an audience member, I still love it. And that was a, that was a struggle for me early on because i was jealous like i'd see people doing well and i wasn't doing well like god i wish i was doing that i wish i wrote that joke yeah i wish i was doing that show i wish i was and then i realized like oh this is like totally unproductive like yeah the opposite of productive it's negative yeah it can be activating in terms of like if you turn it into well then work harder right well 
but the problem is like I wish I did that. Like that part of it is no good. Or God, why does he have to get this? That part of it is just no positive to that. But what is positive, you watch someone kill go, God damn, he's funny. I gotta go to work. I gotta yeah. run. That's good. But the the hate part Yeah, like is taking it out bad, on him yeah. is like it's bad instinct. Yeah, it's not it's counterproductive. But it's for really sure. common. I think it's then eleven year old it's that's your first yes. that's the easy reaction. Like no. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the eleven-year-old reaction, and then it's like, yeah. okay, but what am I? What's underneath it? What's mm. underneath it is like respect. I don't. They, and then there's certain people that it's like, I've never hated Brian Regan. Right, <laughs> Do you right, know right. what I mean? He's like, too so, nice. And also, like, there's everyone so, loves him. Yeah, and he's fucking hilarious yeah. in a way that's just like, I don't know, this fucking dude. This dude's funny. He's so funny and so clean. You could take your yeah. grandma to see him and never worry for a second. Like, oh, where's he going with this? Yeah. Grandma gets oh, sensitive. Oh, fuck. I got to get a drink. Yeah. He, he's just, he's one of those rare cats like Gaffigan that figured out a way to make clean just as funny. Sebastian too, though. Oh, yeah. Like Sebastian, oh, yeah. I always forget he's clean. And yep. Nate Bargatze's now like getting into that area where he's like clean, mm-hmm. southern accent. Like yep. it's a big, it's like... It's a good place to be, but he's fucking so funny. If you're naturally inclined to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if you're forcing yourself to it. Um, But uh, yeah, I think that there's a ton of value in, in standup. I mean, it's, it seems so obvious, but it's like, and I think Netflix must, there must be some metric at Netflix where they at a certain point they're losing a ton of programming meaning all of their shit's licensed Mm -hmm. disney's taking all their shit back in like a year or two a lot of like parent like all of these places are starting their own apps so they're gonna lose and i think they realize like a lot of netflix is stand-up and documentaries Mm -hmm. and i think they must be in terms of like they can never monetize it in terms of like if the ali wong special begat this much money Mm -hmm. but if it costs them Five hundred grand to get Ali Wong's first special, including production, everything. They made a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they and I mean, it's, millions of people watched yeah. it, and yeah. and like as well as should. She's fucking great. So like they, it's just a cool. It's just the coolest thing I can imagine. I agree. Like I agree. Being a comedian, it's the that's coolest thing in the world. That's why you're good at it, though, man. I mean, that's that's that, to have that appreciation and respect for something that you enjoy doing that is actually your 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 your, it's your occupation. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. We're really really fortunate. Yeah, and the gifts that we get, like a long, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's all for it's all from comedy. Yeah, glasses, shoes, car, yeah. everything you're doing. <laughs> yeah, basically, like every single thing is yeah. from just a personality quirk. Yeah. yeah, and like creativity, work, <laughs> grinding too. I like grinding. I really do it when I'm doing three, four shows a night. I, I get a kick out of it. I'm like, here we go. This is how yeah. things get good. Work a joke out. Yeah, the best. That's how they, they come alive. Yeah, I got to wrap this up, yeah, man, Brendan. Um, tell good, people man. your podcast. How, how Neil, Neil feel? feel. Go find it on fucking. Uh, I am excited that tunes. you're doing it with her. She's yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's great. We got good chemistry and. um and it's iTunes everywhere. So go check it out. It's then, just me. It's like this, except... It's like this. Yeah, it's like this. Yes, except there's a higher-pitched voice disagreeing yeah, exactly. with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not much higher, Joe. Not you much. got a pretty... She's, yeah, it's kind of high, right? All right, bye, everybody. Cheers,